School always made my dick soft. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. This is a new live son of a bitch. I also know a thing or two about cannabis. It's so overtly sexual. Hello. None of this is good. She wasn't wearing anything. Oh, man. She's got big boobs, doesn't she? Yeah, I knew it. Yeah. You'd love it. Everyone's like, ah, right, cool, kinky, yeah, right, nice. This is America, you dumb son of a bitch, okay? And now here I am at Fun Spot, busting my ass. Not at Fun Spot, but I'm at a Fun Spot. Coming to you live from the bowl. It is Tuesday night. Hope you're feeling all right. April 25th, 2023, and this is episode... 241 of Bowl After Bowl. I'm Sir Spencer, Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm Dame DeLorean. And you, my friends, are the bowlers. Yes, welcome back, bowlers. So glad to have you. You're looking lovely tonight. So good. Make out uh, many, many bowlers figures through the cloud of smoke here. Everybody's looking happy. Everybody's looking healthy. And I uh, appreciate you hanging out. I love you being here. And I love being here. Oh, yeah. It's the best way to end a Tuesday night. Where else are you going to be? Let's be honest. Where else are you going to be? Ducking those pins as uh, the balls come rolling in. Yeah, just stay away from the machinery back behind the pins, and I think everything will be all right. Yeah, I think so. Should be all right. Should be all right. Uh, just... You know, clothing is optional, but slip the bowling shoes on when it's your turn. <laughs> That's right. Just but, for safety. Yeah, barefoot bowling. Hmm. I think you got to still wear the shoes. Otherwise, it's just going to mess your approach up, I think. Yeah. Can get slippery. Oh, man. You'll have to help jog my memory this whole beginning part, because I didn't write down a single note. We um, had an amazing bowls with buds on 420. We did. It was out of this world. And of course, that I can't forget. Uh, right off the top. We hung out with uh, Make Heroism and Mary-Kate Ultra. Oh, it was awesome. Which was... Uh, epic. Very exciting. Very epic. Very killer. Learned a lot. Laughed a lot. A lot. What a great duo. It's true And uh, Farmer Todd asks in the chat, is this fucking live? Um, this is fucking live, but this is not live fucking. Yet. Yet. That's right. <laughs> Um, we did learn their favorite position, and this time I'm going to remember. I'm going to commit it to memory. Good. Because I totally doofed myself when we talked to Toontin Mousy Bear. And I was like, I don't even remember. That's a, you know, real you, you stonerism. Were like, you were like, I remember, but I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> That's my secret. Uh, bent over a counter. Yes. That was make heroism's answer. Yeah. Get her done while she like, gets the dinner done. <laughs> 
Yeah, exactly. I thought it was a really productive. I was like, well, that would be a perfect for the post show. We have like all the setup right here. And yeah. The desk. I could still be, you know, publishing the episode or waiting for that stupid level later to level out. I mean. And I'm hitting the bing, bing, bong buttons. Yeah. You could be uh, <laughs> over here working the soundboard. That's right. Yeah. And then the shower. The shower. Mary Kate with the shower. Yes. Another great one. That's right. It's committed now to memory. Remember. Uh, but yeah, no, we had a fantastic time and uh, look forward to hanging out with them again. Yeah, definitely. Also look forward to hanging out with someone again. That coming up this Friday, we have another Bulls with Buds on the books. In fact, if you are a sneaky Pete taking peeks at the upcoming live tags, either in Podverse or uh, CurioCaster, then you would have already noticed. You would have already noticed that there is a pending live item tag for this Friday when we talk to our buddy Effortless again. Yeah. And he's dragging along his friend, Mr. Man. Oh, yeah. And if you don't know who Effortless is, well, you probably can't find him anymore because since we last talked to him, he's already switched accounts and jumped up and down, and now he's a disavow Mr. Man, but he's bringing on Mr. Man. It's all so confusing. There's a lot to talk about. I'm like way out of the loop. We're going to have to sort it all out. So we're going to get to the bottom of uh, Effortless's transformation, which felt effortful, but maybe it was easy. And also, why he disavows Mr. Man. And also, uh, what Bird Gang is up to these days. Bird Gang. Bird Gang. A lot to learn on Friday. So tune in. Uh, that'll be at the regular bowl time, 9 p.m. Central. If all goes well. Which, you know, usually things go pretty well. Yeah. Now, you needed a memory jog. You did have an adventure Saturday with a lawnmower. Ah, thank you. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Completely forgot. Papa bought a new low, uh, mower. He's been eyeing the market for, well, pretty much since ever, ever since he moved into that new place. He's got like three acres to mow, which is not insignificant for a mowing job. And he's kept an eye on the markets and been like, oh, I want kind of a wider cut zero turn mower to do my whole yard. His place came with one of those Hank Hill specials like the Craftsman. Oh yeah, the nice red riding mower. Yeah. You know, the classic one. The classic suburban mower. Uh this thing, he got a ah oh, damn it. Toro. It's a Toro 50 inch deck. It's got three blades on it. And it's a zero turn. It's interesting. I've only driven like the stand behind zero turns and just a couple of times because my buddy has one out at his place and we use it to uh, actually just to go up and down the gun range because he's got a little gun range set up at his place. And so like to set targets up or whatever, we'll ride this mower down. This is real Ray County redneck shit. We'll ride the mower down, the stand behind mower, down to the end of the gun range, put the targets up and then ride it back up to the hill and shoot the targets. <laughs> That's how you do it. Get a little tannerite, mix it up, put it up on the, I don't know, whatever. The stand, the table. Something to set it on so you can blow it up. So anyway, when my pop gets new equipment, he always has me break it in. For whatever reason, I don't know. If he just wants to, like, get it broke immediately and not have it be his fault. And then have me there to help fix it, I think. I yeah. don't know. Uh, That's pretty much the way she goes. I always, well, first of all, I love just new machines and then going out like 100% on them. Uh, he's got this old cable box, right? Where the cable company's bullshit is. It's like one of those 
uh, tall square boxes, you know? Yeah, tall square box, got it. Tall square box, you know. It's always on the very corner of the property. Well, unbeknownst to me, there's like a shitload of loose cable that's just out coiled up on the grass right outside of that box. I don't know. I'm too busy like cutting near stuff, doing the near cut, you know, like flexing on the zero turn. It was maybe seven minutes after I got on this fucking lawnmower that I hit this cable pile and it just wrapped up underneath everything. I didn't exactly know what was going on. I backed the thing up and then I saw it. And so, I don't know, it also knocked the belt. It knocked the deck belt right off of the blades, off of the pulleys. I didn't really know what was going on. So I backed the mower up, killed everything, pulled the cable out of there, turned things back on, and it kept dying when I would uh, engaged the blades. thought, oh shit, that's not good. Started smelling not good either. Mm-mm. <laughs> Look up under there, and that fucking belt was just shredded up. Whoops. Just shredded up because it had got knocked off of the pulleys and then pinched under one of the pulleys. So then it was trying to spin, but also it was pinched. And it was just, it was a horrible, horrible deal. So we drove it around to the driveway. I got up under it, and thank God it's way easier to work on than his old Craftsman one. You don't really have, like that one, you got to take the deck all the way off to mess with the belt, pretty much. Um, this one, you can just get to it. So I got to it, put the belt back on. That was all fine and good for another 30 minutes. I was like, oh, thank God it got back on, we're mowing. And then 30 minutes later, belt snapped. Mm. It was just like, there wasn't much left, you know? I had already done it in pretty much. So we had to go in town, buy a new belt, get the job finished. When the belt, uh, actually, when the belt came off, he was just like, he put the mower in the shed, and I felt so retarded because we had only been mowing for like 10 minutes. Oh. And there's this brand new mower, and he's all excited about it, and I finally got it broken in. And I'm like, I was like, I looked at the clock, it's 2.15 in the afternoon. I'm like, Pop, I'm pretty sure we can get this fixed. Like, yeah. let's let's not just give up. Because what are we gonna do? We're gonna we're gonna go inside. And we're gonna like watch TV for the rest of the day, and just feel stupid about how the mower isn't mower needs a new belt already. I was like, you know what? Let's let's play with this. So that was when I got the belt back on and mowed some more. Got another like 30, 45 minutes out of it before it snapped. And then again, I was like, let's not give up. Let's go into town. You know, there's places open. And the farm store is getting bought out by a bigger farm store. So yep. they have this big inventory clearance sale going on right now. So that belt ended up being half off. And I was like, I, I fucked it up. I'll buy the belt. You know, Stellar. That's nice it was half off. Yes, it was very nice. It was like a $80 belt. Um, they didn't have the exact match in width from the old belt. What they had was a thicker belt at the exact same match. Oh. So it was like a 141-inch belt. Didn't have the half-inch version, had the five-eighths inch. Well, thicker sounds better to me. Uh, in this case, yeah. I think it's going to last a lot longer. Really, the only bad part of a thicker belt is if it's so thick that the pulleys can't, like, reach the outside of it and it doesn't grip right. But this was gripping totally fine, so it was all good. It was all good. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, I was the guy who pushes you toward the swimming pool and then yanks you back away from it and says, oh, I saved your life. That was me. <laughs> I like broke and fixed the lawnmower twice and it's virgin run. It's maiden voyage. Yeah, your dad just trusts you with the new toys. When it finally snapped, so, you know, it shredded and then I got it back on and then I mowed and then it finally snapped and I was like, oh, well, fuck it. 
I'm going to drive it onto the other side of the pond just to check out over there because I haven't been over there. So I whiz over to the other side of the pond. It's looking cool. I'm feeling great. I'm zooming around. And then when I come back to this side of the pond, for whatever reason, the rug goofed up and I got it stuck in that creek part. Oh, no. And so we actually... Yeah, there's like a little rocky dip into the creek there. And you guys did put a carpet or something on top of it last summer. Yeah. But it still got stuck. It did. It did get stuck still. It was fine going across, but coming back for whatever reason. I don't know. It was really wet. I think what happened was on the way over there, I squished the carpet down into the mud. And then on the way back, it was just less effective. Mm. I'm such a dummy. I always do this every spring. I take something across the pond and get it stuck right there in this. <laughs> we need to just make some kind of a bridge or some shit. Yeah. Or a, a, a spout for the water to go under and not make so much mud. Oh, this is a good retirement project yeah, no for doubt. your pop and you, of course, to help out. I'm just eager to get something stuck in the mud for sure. So I shredded the belt, then I snapped the belt, then I stuck the thing in the mud. But then I also bought the belt, replaced the belt, and fired up the old Mitsubishi Mighty Max. Oh, nice. The truck that's as old as I am. The old farm truck. And uh, pulled the tractor right out of there, too. Or the mower. Good work. So... Uh, fucking things up and putting things back together again. Oh, that's your specialty. Yeah. Comes out even in the end, and we all have a great time doing it. And, you know, everybody learns something. Fun to learn something, you know? Build uh, build practical real-world skills. Yeah, exactly. Be hands-on. Do, you, do manly shit. You got Pop involved, too, so... Now he's probably more comfortable with the mower and everything. Yeah. When he's always, like, more timid, so he just needs me to get in there and, like go rambunctious wild with things, and then he'll be like, okay, well, we can take this down to a sane level and everything's totally fine, you know? <laughs> yeah. He sees the worst-case scenario when I'm zooming around on it, and he's <laughs> like, uh, okay, life's not that bad. How are the turns? Zero. Wait, so what does that mean? It means it can, like, rotate. It so It spins, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can just spin around. Spin in a circle. Yeah. Well, how it, is spinning around a in zero, a circle? zero turn radius is what it means. So, like, if I'm facing north, I can directly whip around to the south without moving anywhere. I gotcha. R maintain yeah. position, you know? Uh, like the teacup ride. There's these two bars that come up in front of you. Kind of like a teacup ride. Yeah. There's these two bars that come up in front of you, and they each independently control the left and the right wheel. So you can send them forward and reverse. Just the left wheel, just the right wheel, or both, or neither, or whatever. A lot of fun. Is that similar to anything? Like a motorcycle, or... No. Uh, I mean, it in steering, it kind of feels like a motorcycle because you're pushing on the right bar to turn left and you're pushing on the left bar to turn right, you know, kind of thing. It's a little similar. Yeah. The kids were excited because they all got to ride with you on it. Yes. John was real into it. Yeah, he loves that stuff. Yep. It's good for him. Definitely. So, yeah, that was a grand time. Pretty soon he'll be mowing the lawn. <laughs> God willing. <laughs> yeah, my... uh lawn mowing days are numbered i hope yeah plenty of human resources to take over that job oh what was next next we had a no agenda meetup on sunday that was oh that was a great one incredible it's been too long so it was so nice and this was a really good location too the shelter was easy to find uh yes yeah. southeast quebec oh at a private residence at a private residence in southeast quebec uh we had some goofiness with getting the meetup posted and then approved and then when it was approved it was like a wrong location and it was all very confusing and luckily some people reached out 
uh, some via email, one via IRC. Shout out Jose, who uh, hopped into IRC and uh, was just in the right place at the right time. He was just like listening to the NA stream on a Tuesday night, which is a great move, by the way, listening to the NA stream on a Tuesday night. I definitely endorse that uh, behavior. And uh, he got the details because he was like, hey, I heard the promo, but I don't see anything on the meetup site, which ended up being the best part, right? The best time was when they heard the promo but didn't have anything on the meetup site because then, and a couple days later, it was, oh, I heard the promo, I looked at the meetup site, said it was in Quebec. <laughs> mm. Like, uh, not no. supposed to be Quebec. Kansas, Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, Kansas City, Kansas. Well, specifically Lenexa, Kansas. And uh, Electric Park was a beautiful park. Sick playground. Um, Huge field. The Leroy's. The Ro- uh, Matt smoked some ribs. So good. Um, you? I, bro- I smoked a- two butts. So good. I smoke like I broadcast, two butts at a time. And, um, Bunny yeah. and C Mike brought delicious stuff. It was a, just a big feast. Those bacon wraps were so good. Big feast. Yeah, we pigged out. We did, indeed. Keto yeah. style, though. Old faces, new faces. The spook showed up and then started saying <gasps> somebody else was the spook. It was like yeah. so classic. Exactly. Classic projection. Spook. Everyone knew they were the spook, and then the spook started accusing other people of being a spook, and it was like, yep, ding, 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 there definitely the spook there. Yeah, we spot you. Um, you have to have deep, comprehensive intelligence. That's right. Boom. Uh, yeah, I'm going to wait a little bit on making the meetup report, because obviously Thursday they have a pre-recorded show, so... Yeah, get it in right on time we're gonna, Sunday. Yeah, we're going to wait till, till Sunday to air that, obviously. And maybe even that's, I don't know. And I hear there's another Kansas City meetup in the works. Yeah, we're working on a few. I don't know the dates, but uh, we definitely want to do it more often than... We we got a little sluggish over the winter, let's say. Yeah, the Kansas City group is discussing having like a third Thursday of the month meetup. Yes. More religiously. That will be at uh, probably like a bar or tavern or something. And then the uh, bigger meetups... Will be more kid friendly, family centric, but with at least a third Thursday in rotation or something of the sort. No date was picked yet. Um, then at least you know the regulars can keep getting together. Yeah, I think everyone is slowly starting to realize that it can't be just left up to me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness. Oh man, uh, you know I just my uh, schedules get like f- like you said feast or famine for years. That's how mine is too. Yeah. Yep. Sometimes I have a bunch of free time. Sometimes I have none. Like this next two weeks, when I'm back on doubles. Now, luckily, with this evening class, things wrap up right around nine. So it doesn't really affect the start time. That's very nice. It is, it is killer. I was a time liar and promoted the show as being at 10 o'clock tonight. Mm. Well, it's four minutes till 10 right now, so they'll be shuffling in right now. Exactly. Right on time. Yeah. Just on time. Yeah. You didn't miss anything. That's right. Except for the great lawnmower stories. But, you know, you can always catch that. Uh, on the other side. You know what else we can catch? What? We can catch bowlers sending in value. Oh, yes. So it's always a great time to uh, talk about it. Because uh, everybody knows that we push that value for value. The bowl after bowl guys are pushing the value for value so hard. So hard. So hard. So hard. And uh, there's a couple of ways 
To get uh, treasure directly in the bowl, we have a PayPal button at the bottom of bowlafterbowl.com. Everywhere you look, on all of the pages, Todos Los Pajinas have the little button. And let me just check in to see if anybody checked in this week, because I don't remember any email. We may be uh, dry pal. We may be, but I don't know. Only one way to find out is to load it up, for God's sakes. As you can tell, I'm, I'm really uh, locked and loaded on this one. Oh, we did. We had somebody sneak in. Somebody goes by the name of Vox. Hello, Vox. Oh, Vox. Ten bucks into the PayPal's. Thank uh, you. She said, I call this collaborative effort a strike. All ten. Happy bowling. Love nice. Vox. Oh, thank you, Vox. We love you. Here's a strike for you. Cheers. Thank you, thank you. And that was just in today, so that's why I didn't see the email. Because I have not checked my email. I've been wall to wall. Working. Class after class. Mm -hmm. Pausing to eat and uh, take dumps. That's pretty much it. <laughs> That's pretty much all. Pretty much all. But thank you. It's in batty mode. Whoops. <laughs> now my uh, saved clips are firing off. Come on. That's a dumb place to keep bowls. Can't believe I put these bowls here. Uh, I also can't believe all of the boosters that help us out. And you can do that too by... Taking off all your clothes and going over to nudepodcastapps.com. Pick yourself out a nude podcast and then dance around naked to this song. I'm gonna do some sides. I've got 40,000 in my wallet. I'm, I'm, I'm boosting value contribution. This is fucking awesome. And you can do it live if the app is lit enabled. That's right. And, uh... Thanks to Hey Citizen, the real Harv hat, for that boost. Oh, yeah. Uh, thanks, Hey Citizen. For that boost, uh, boost song, boost ISO. <laughs> uh, we had a time. I noticed that he changed his NAS name to uh, the real Harv hat. Oh, the real Harv hat. Mm -hmm. Please stand up. Speaking of the real, real Harv hat, the actual one, uh, I always scroll back to his boost because it's always the last one for the show last Tuesday. And last Tuesday, I scroll back. Here it is, six days ago. 1420 sats from Harv Hat. Woo! Thank you, sir. So that's where I know how to I highlight it in the browser here. On my helipad. The uh, helipad Dave Jones tool I run on my node to see what's coming in and to play those funky bulb uh, sounds. So let's see. I got to scroll past all of the boosts. There's plenty of boosts here for uh, Make Heroism and Mary-Kate Ultra. By the way... Those boosts are set up in per perpetuity. That means forever. I'm pretty sure. I don't have a dictionary by my side. But uh, they go directly to their fountain wallets. Every boost. Every boost. They get half of the boosts. Quarter of them each. Look at that. So uh, fill their fountain wallets up. Boost the show. Now that it's published, now that it's not live, they're getting all those boosts automatically. So I don't have to rejam it in. Rejam it in the slot. It's fantastic. Uh, absolutely killer. So we appreciate all of you doing that. Uh, we did get the Give Me Something to Toke one from Booberry. Uh, and in fact, let's see, I'm trying to see, oh, there we go, there's the delineator. So I resent the boosts to Fountain the day, the morning after. And, uh, I'm not sure if we caught Oma's, uh, I don't think we got Oma's boost in. He listened to right after we published. So 4,200 sats from Oma. All right, Sir thanks, Oma. Oma. Thank you very much. He said, need more MKU and MH in my ear holes. 
tell me about it. They were me great. Too. They were great. They should do more rounds more often. Yeah. Maybe do something. Podcast when? Yeah, they could do it. They got the chops. They got the vocals. And the setup. Yeah, they sounded great. Uh, next up, we had 100 sets from user... One one nine four four three eight nine three four two oh. Hey, they got a four twenty in their user. That's cool. Nice. Uh, anyway, they boosted bowl after bowl. Episode two forty with Mary Kate Ultra and make heroism. Hundred sats. Thank you. Out of fountain. Thanks, Anon. Uh, sixty nine. Sixty nine came up next. Sixty nine. Sixty nine, dude. And it came up from none other than Hey Citizen. Hey Citizen. The thank real, you. The real Hey Citizen. <laughs> Podverse. Oh, man. Time to catch up on missed episodes, he said. Well, there's no time like the present. That's definitely true. Uh, next up, 100 sats from Pizza, pizza. on uh, on Fountain. Mm. At Pizza. Thanks, Pizza. Absolutely cheesy. He was boosting that uh, 420 episode as well. 36969. 69! 69, dudes! That's from Hey Citizen, uh, out of Podverse, and he said, donating to the Harv Hat Jingles Fund. <laughs> oh, thank you. He could use it. Uh, so, so earmarked. I appreciate you, sir. Um, 3333 is next up. That's from Dame Trail Chicken. Oh, buck buck. Buck buck. Thank you. Yes. I uh, appreciate that. Next up, make heroism 10 grand. Oh, now, now. That's a 10,000 sat boost. Yes, whoa, now, now. Big balls coming through. Uh, man, we've had some uh, big five digis to, uh, to announce today. Appreciate that. And uh, this latest one, Make Heroism, is coming out of Fountain. I think because you guys filled this Fountain wallet up. He said, boost early, boost often, boost before bedtime. Yes, always be boosting. Boost, boost, boost. Yeah. Or, uh... Boost me, bitch. I like that one. That <laughs> one always gets me. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you, bitch. Appreciate you. Um, next up, 420 from Anon, 42 minutes ago, out of Podverse. Mm. Maybe a test. Maybe just testing the waters. Maybe just poking the node. Saying, hey, he said that I could boost any time. Does that really work? Really works. It does. Really works. Anytime, night, or day. Uh, Bully Steed hit us with a thirty-three, thirty-three. Right after that. Oh, thanks, Bully Steed. Bully, Bully, Boosty Steed said, "Let's go bowling," with a bowling pin emoji. One of my favorite emojis, obviously. Forty-two, sixty-nine sets from Harv Hat. He always tries to tag each end of the episode, so he'll get when we ping the pod and go live, and then he'll get us at the end as we fade out. Forty-two, sixty-nine on the beginning one. Appreciate you. Great number. Magical number. Next up, 3333, Bowley Steed. And she said, Fountain Walk of Shame on the live tag. Lame. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did see Oscar comment live. His lit is coming soon. Lit is coming soon. Oh. Uh, and I cannot wait because I, I really don't enjoy rebooting. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it. But um, Does it feel dirty? It does. It makes me feel dirty. I'm like boosting myself publicly. People are watching. And people are going, wow, that's a lot of boost up your own self. But you always say, lit fixes this. I try to point out that it's not really, you know, my hands are tied here. I need to get my guests, my sats. Yeah, exactly. Into their fountain wallets, for crying out loud. You know? Uh, but yeah, I'm just giving the boys a hard time. 
You know how I do. It is on its way. They are currently testing a major uh, new version. In fact, um, I had offered to help test, but right now it's the iOS version, and I do not have an iOS ad- uh, device. No, I won't. Well, me neither. So I cannot test it. But I said, hey, if you got some Android stuff to test, I'm happy to test it out. Testy, testy. One, two, three. Uh, next up, 19,760. Another big ball rolling through. Ooh. This one from Dirty Jersey Whore. Oh, thank you. Out of Fountain. He says, I got some pin action for you. hey Oh. Oh, man. Would you look at it? And look at this pin action. Oh. He says, oh. y'all be good in the bowl. <laughs> oh, you know us. You know us. We stay good. I am a good boy. That's just for Abel. The goodest. I know that Abel Kirby loves it. <laughs> he likes to hear that. Uh, he likes to hear people say it, play it, spray it, all of the th- all of the above. Abel um, loves dolphins. Even more, in fact, than this next booster. It's Booberry. 33,369 sets. That's some big old balls. Oh, boobs. through. Yeah, there we go. And uh, he says, oh, my fucking God, that was it. I needed new macaroos. Oh, fuck, it's going to fucking fold. That, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, don't shoot the messenger. That's what he said in the boost. You can look it up. I know, you read what the boost says. You can look it up. Uh, thank you, Booberry. I'm glad you got your uh, macaroon freshly baked. Mmm, macaroons. That's right. Because if you're into baking... If you're into baking, it's kind of passion. It's a passion for macaroons. Fresh out of the bakery. Uh, next up, Hey Citizen hitting us with, uh, can you guess? 69! 69! Dudes! That's right. Nice. Yeah. And uh, he says, in the bowl. Well, in the bowl. In the bowl to you. That one was coming out of Podverse, by the way. Next up... Oh, and I should have said Booberry. He's boosting out of Boost CLI. Oh, most sovereign. That's right. Boosting from his own node, like he's in control, like mm. he runs the place. Smells uh, like freedom. Smells like freedom. Here's another boost. Uh, here's some big, oh, everyone's in a feeding frenzy tonight. Thank you, sirs. 44444. Whoa! Uh, that's 44,444 sats from Lavish. And he said, thick boost for your health. Well, thank you. Oh, thick. Yeah, thanks, Lavish. Like I'm thick. This one's for you, Lavish. That's right. Nothing. Nothing at all. Ever. Ooh, here's a clever one. Uh, 7337 from Cotton Gin. Oh. And uh, he says, split with a little bowling emoji. So there's the 7337. Yeah. Out of, by the way, that's Podverse coming in. And split boost. Finally. 10,000 shots. Oh. Another five-digiter. Wow, thank you. Net Ned out of Fountain. Yeah, Net Ned. And uh, it's Net Bed because he's bed boosting. <laughs> bed boosting. Be nice if it was live in Fountain. Blah, 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 blah. He has the blah, 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 blah emoji on there. Perfect <laughs> sound for that emoji. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. That guy's fucking right. It's true. Uh, coming soon. I just got off the phone with Live Tag and Fountain, and it said... It's true! I'm gonna come. It's gonna come. It's gonna come. Mm-hmm. The rumors are absolutely verified. Verified, uh, baby. I've been waiting. 
for it to come. It's going to come. It's going to come. It's coming so soon. I can see it coming around the corner when she comes. It's coming. Yeah. It is coming. That's exciting. I'm excited for it to come. No doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I'm I've ready. Been, I've been on the edge of my seat for <laughs> ages. Feels my, like feels like a lifetime. <laughs> my body is ready. Nobody's ready. I'm going to love that environment, you know, whatever they decide to cuz you know, there's not going to be much live at first. So what is live is going to be like, oh, check it out. This is live right now. I think it'll be really interesting at the beginning. That's interesting, all. huh? That's all, I, that's all I'm going to say. I think, yeah, it'll be, I think it'll be very interesting. A great vague word to leave us with. I think we'll see a new group show up uh, for it, for all of the shows that go live currently. For all the shows that use live item, I think you'll see a new surge of fountain livey boys when they first release that. Which is great. It's why, like, uh, it's a piece of why I wanted to get into this thing right when we heard about it. Like, uh, shit, what was it almost three years ago now, right? Two and a half years ago? Wow. Yeah, I guess. Coming up on three uh, at the end of the year because uh, of exactly like this, you know? Yeah. The pond is small at the start. And so, hey, what the hell? You know this is going to be around forever. It'll be around forever. So let's get in and figure this shit out right away. That was my attitude. Uh, and it's still my attitude. I'm still figuring it out. One one piece at a time, but whatever. I miss that first person shooter. Oh man, yeah, Bitcoin bounty hunt. Bitcoin bounty hunt. I forgot about that. We had a little like sat virtual ads in there in the game. That was so cool. That was special. That was fun. A special time, rocking the Sphinx tribe. God damn, yeah. Something else has to get uh get made like that. Something else, man. Uh, well, appreciate the uh. Bowlers getting made. Yeah, thank you, bowlers. We always appreciate it. And that's why we want to thank you up front. This is a value for value podcast, which just really leans upon uh, the first rule. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. Just comes down to that. So uh, whether it's time, talent, or treasure, whatever, it yeah. can be super simple. Exactly. It could be as simple as just passing the bowl to someone you know will enjoy it. Or you can send art, jingles, stories, ISOs. Any of that good stuff. Just say hi in an email. Yes. Show at bullafterbull.com. That'll go to both of us. Mm-hmm. And perhaps simplest of all, you can leave us a voicemail. Every week we have a new first time I ever topic. And this week we want to hear about the first time you ever found a used condom. All you have to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816 it's true we'll play it we won't screen it but if you're voice shy we have a text line also open so you can uh, text us all the goodness and send pics that's right i also do want to uh Give condolences and love to Chris, uh, Sir Seat Sitter, as he yes. unexpectedly lost his father this week. And uh, he, of course, gave us that beautiful, brilliant voicemail clip, the uh, voicemail rock ballad. And uh, we just want to say we love you. Yeah, we love you, Chris. And salute you. Abs in a six-pack. A very valuable show. That's right. And uh, I'm sure you'll be back lifting our spirits in no time. But uh, in the meantime... Sending out love to you. Yes, love and light. Uh, speaking of love and light, 
there was a gentleman snuck into the chat and said, check PayPal again. And lo and behold, I checked PayPal again. Farmer Todd snuck in a $9.99 right there oh, at Showtime. Thanks, Farmer Todd. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate you very much. Add you to the list. I'm so excited to have him in the bowl tonight. Yes, thank you. Another place where bowlers can contribute value in the chat. Correctamundo. We got to uh, get him back on soon. Yes. I will try to remember to message you after the show about it. But uh, sometime soon I will reach out to you. Got to get you on the calendar, my friend. Get you on the calendar. Well, that takes care of business, I think, right? I think so. Which uh, naturally leads to a certain transition to... Don't you want to build a node? Always. I remember a time where you couldn't even get a damn boost without your own node. You remember that time? Yeah. Uh, I still say getting a boost feels better to your own node. Definitely. There's something about it where you're like, oh, it, it came in, and I don't have to keep an eye on it, and I don't have to empty it periodically. I don't have to... It's just there. It's mine. Mine now. I control that thing. That is my proper tie. Uh, and you gotta love it. Yeah. You gotta love it. And you're gonna learn shit. God forbid you learn something in the bowl. Hey, if a stony man and a stony lady can do it together separately in the same house, then you can do it too, Bowler. Definitely. You can learn it. You can run it. You can make your own bank and payment processor for like a couple hundred bucks if you go all out and do new equipment or cheaper if you just throw old shit on it. Come on, man. You know you want to. There's so many ways. Many, many ways. And you learn by trying to build one. That's what I figured out is that... uh can ask people how, but until you really get in that car and drive, you're going to have no idea what they're talking about. It's going to just sound like on chain, off chain, cocaine shit stain to you. Yeah. But we'll keep talking about it anyway in hopes that some of it bleeds in, some of it sinks through, and maybe you just end up getting frustrated uh, and dive into it, saying, fuck it. I want to know about it. I'm tired of being on the outside with all this shit stain. Give me a little bit of the cocaine. It's there for the taking. That's right. And uh, we've got plenty of bowlers who are happy to help you anytime in the IRC. If you hop in, uh, we are pound bowl after bowl on the zero node.irc.net network. And so, happy to help. Yeah, we love helping. We'll get you some liquidity, open a channel to you, maybe even put you in a ring of fire. You can learn a lot of cool shit. Just hang out and ask questions. That's all. Don't be shy. We are gentle and we are at least as dumb as you. So don't be shy. Or intimidated because that's just silly. Uh, I have a few different stories that tickled my pickle, including um, this actually happened right under the wire from the last show. Uh, Silk Road hacker sentenced for one year and one day in prison for wire fraud, but row. Huh. And uh, as part of the investigation, the government got final orders of forfeiture for, among other items, 51,680 Bitcoin. Mm. valued at over $3.4 billion at the time of seizure and, prepare yourself, $1.57 billion today. <laughs> uh, but if they hang on to it, this is the one time where uh, they would have made money selling it sooner so far. Usually they like should have held on, but 
there's always this fucking price chase and history chase and like what you should have done. You know, like the most famous examples when they shit on that last little guy for buying the piece of pizza. Of course. For, you know, however many thousands of Bitcoins. But I mean, dudes that were running miners in that day, I guarantee Laszlo didn't spend his only 40,000 Bitcoin on a pizza or whatever it was. That's all. Yeah, it was just 40 bucks a Bitcoin. Yeah. You know, it's it's worth what it is worth at the time. It's worth that. And none of those early guys who sold out at a low number, uh, I doubt any of them were hurting over it. Now, some of them might be saying, oh, I wish I would have still had that. But it takes a certain, I don't know. There's also like a big risk, you know, and like being that huge of a whale. Yeah. Like one way or another, you know, you would have parted with it over a long enough period of time. Maybe. Who knows? Who knows? You can't predict the future, and that's why things are worth what they are worth now. That's why we just want to accum- accumulate uh, and save some some corn up. Anyway. Quite the that. sentencing disparity between this hacker and Ross Ulbricht. Yeah, definitely. Um, his sentence was for wire fraud in September 2012 when he unlawfully obtained about 50,000 Bitcoin from the Silk Road marketplace. He, like, hacked in and stole a bunch of Bitcoin from them. Oh, wow. Uh, and then for the next 10 years, he managed to conceal what he had done and how he obtained his fortune. But for somehow, for some, I don't know how they got him, to be honest with you, but he was using a decentralized Bitcoin mixer and a cryptocurrency exchange overseas and a bunch of other coin join type tools to, uh, obscure tracing efforts. But eventually they tracked him down, figured him out. He slipped at some point and then they... Uh, I guess seized the thing, which I don't know. I don't know how that happens. Like, there's a certain point, unless they literally take your hardware with a hot wallet on it, there's a certain point where you can just be like, well, I don't know. Where's the key? Yeah, exactly. I don't know the key. What is a key? Key's gone, dude. Maybe they tortured it out of him. Maybe. Maybe they made a deal. Well, no. Oh, yeah. Or yeah. a year and a day. Yeah. A year and a day and we seize your shit. How about that, pal? You know, I don't know. A guy that good, uh, I'm guessing that he probably had to at some level consent to uh, the seizure of the corn. Electronically consent. Maybe under duress, but, uh, you know. Uh, Next up, Coinbase threatening to move its base outside of the U.S. Citing regulatory clarity lacking in the United States. Hmm. Boo to the who. Boo to the who. Uh, when I read deeper into the story, it seems like just kind of a speculative quotes. CEO Brian Armstrong is quoted as saying, anything is on the table, including, you know, relocating or whatever is necessary. Uh, but he said it on stage at a conference. So everybody's like, whoa. whoa. Cherry picked the quote. Mm-hmm. In late March, they were notified by the SEC that the regulator plans to bring an enforcement action against them. So I'm sure that didn't hurt Mm. at all. You know, they're going to bring action against them and they're kind of saying, well, you know, it's unclear what the rules are. Exactly. He said, I think if a number of years go by where we don't see regulatory clarity emerge in the U.S., we may have to consider investing more in other regions of the world. So Coinbase already operates everywhere. Uh, But the U.S. is the biggest pain in the ass as far as uh, being a money exchanger. Or whatever the damn law calls it. So that's fun. Fun times. Coinbase might be leaving. Mm. You can get a 
cheaper workforce overseas too. Yeah, less laws, less uh, lots of stuff. Big big op- t- update to uh, Ronan Dojo also rolled out last week. Ronan Dojo is the uh, privacy focused node. It is a layer one node only, so it's not it doesn't have lightning capabilities. Uh, but they rolled out their version 2.0.0, so a big major version change, and it's now uh, built around the Debian distro. Hmm. And uh, Ronin OS is now built with Armbian. They were changing, I think that they used to be, oh, uh, Manjaro was the old OS that they ran on. So they took the Debian pill. It was a far more popular distro. And uh, there you go. People were pretty excited about that, I think, from what I saw. Something else people were excited about, Wavelake released a new open source Noster client called Waveman. Oh, which is a music player for Noster, where you can play songs uh, in the Wavelake catalog and zap them right from a cool little digital. Uh, it's it's in the style of you know Lightning Store. Yeah, um, you can tell he had a heavy hand in designing. It's kind of like that sixteen uh, bit type looking. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's like a little iPod. Yeah, what I'm looking here like the logo. Yep, it's a Waveman, man. Weave man. It's a weave man. Are they accepting RSS feeds? Uh, they still are just kind of. You got to publish on Wavelake to be in the Wavelake catalog. Okay. For right now. So not yet. Yeah, they recently were on the podcasting 2.0, <laughs> and they said that. Uh, oh, I can only think of one person that's even asked for that. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I wonder who that could be. Wonder who that could be. Well, you know, it's because most artists are like. Uh, what do I do? Where do I publish? You know, there's no. Yeah. And so you just like upload your files. Yeah. So you upload their files on their server and then. Yeah, that's easy. They make a RSS for you and it's limited to what they've implemented and you know. And so then you can send zaps on the Waveman. You can, you can zap the Waveman. Wow. From your Noster client. So that was kind of fun looking. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. I love the way that they're, uh, Making new firsts out there, dropping new firsts. The excitement for decentralized music is growing. Yeah, this is an exciting time all around. No doubt. Uh, Something else I was excited with, this can be my last big one, my last macro news. Uh, Tor is implementing a proof-of-work client puzzle to mitigate DOS attacks, finally. Oh, good. After the big-time DOS attack just started ramping up last July was kind of when it was like so bad that you know nodes wouldn't really reliably work over Tor. Yeah. Um this proposal introduces a proof of work system used to identify and verify genuine users and a complementary draft proposal might also introduce what they're calling res tokens for further DOS attack resistance. Mm. So I haven't really deep dove under the hood to look exactly how it works but basically um, you're going to have to prove a little computing power uh, for using Tor, which will make the DOS attacks just uh, costly, too costly to actually do. But using the network regularly will not be costly at all. That's kind of how it's going to go. Neat. Yeah. Proof of work to the rescue again. I love it. Uh, as for the local-ish stuff for Mac- Micro, Micro News... Microsats news. 
Uh, Bitcoin product community, we've been talking about them a lot lately, bitcoin-product.org. They're having a another learning club meeting, and they're doing a reading of Inspired by Marty Kagan. You're supposed to read section one and then show up for like a reading discussion. Oh, like a book club. Uh, the one thing they're doing is it's going to be like a Twitter spaces instead of the Jitsi meet that they were doing before. So I don't know. Oh. They're just trying a new environment. They're going to see if more people join or something. Uh I'm not crazy. I'd, I'd rather do the Jitsi, honestly, yeah. <laughs> if I had the choice. But uh, I also get, you know, just trying it out, seeing what happens. Hopefully we go back to Jitsi, but we'll see. We'll see how it go. So I'm going to sneak uh, into that during my lunch hour on Thursday. It'll be 1130 uh, in the AM, FEMA Region 7 time. And you can see their whole c- calendar of upcoming events at bitcoin-product.org. There's also... A couple of Kansas City Bitcoiners, KC Bitcoiners meetups coming up, which, due to the nature of the doubles, I will not be able to attend. Uh, but you should attend if you're in the area. KC Bitcoiners Bitcoin and Coffee, Friday morning at 7.30, bright and early, uh, at the usual spot there at Thou Mayest, the River Kwai uh, location right next to the city market. And next Tuesday, the Beers with Bitcoiners at the bar. Oh, that's a fun little joint. Yeah, everybody loves the bar. Everybody loves the bar over on Johnson Drive in Mission. Right there by the Salvation Army. You know where it's at. You know where the bar is. Come on. We didn't know agenda meet up there. Feels like uh, forever ago. Might have been forever ago. Kind of was, I think. I think it was two children ago. That was uh, when we first met C-Mike at all, actually. That's right. So that was ages ago. Yeah. And then the Bitcoin Black Party. Bitcoin block party. June 24th. Get it on your radar, yes. Yeah, mark it on your calendars. Yes, June 24th uh, at a private, uh, some private land. This is a private residence, man. That's right. And that's not fake news. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like uh, an invite-only Bitcoin block party. Kind of. I think we've got a link. You just, like, sign up, but the sign-up isn't, like, uh, you can just put whatever info in there. You know, you don't have to, like, verify an email address or a phone number. Cool. You just have to fill out some fields and click OK, and then it'll tell you where it's at and when it's at. You're going to have to send me that link. I will. I will send you that link. I will send you that link. And if you want that link, Bowler, uh, ask me for it, and I will give it to you. Simple as. That's right. And that's my whole uh, cocaine shit stain. Very nice. I love it. Uh, I love ending this thing because I get to play. Top three. I love that Hey Citizen magic. Yeah. It's great. Well, it came on my radar this week, the magic number. Ooh. When I saw the headline, Africa needs to vaccinate 33 million children to put progress back on track. Oh my goodness. Yes, this of course came out of the World Health Organization's little press release. Wow. And you know what this is all about? Immunization Agenda 2030. Oh, jeez. This whole thing is very, very spooky. You know, they said after the vid times, or, you know, the COVID times, the number of zero-dose or under-immunized children rose by 16% to, you know, 33 million kids. Oh, jeez, another one. Which represents nearly half the global figure. Well, they're coming after all 33 million of those children. Oh, you got to get back in line. Yeah, get back in line. Get all your shots. Get all your boosters. Get back on schedule. Were you born? You need a shot. 
So what you're saying is that the whole COVID vaccine scam actually ended up backfiring horribly. It seems that way. Huh. Fuck them. Yeah. This is great news. I think so. Uh, They talked about needing some intensified government effort, which I really hate the sounds of that. You know, that's the you come to my fucking door vibes right there. And I guess maybe that's their plan, which I hate thinking about. I can feel the fucking evil. And uh, they talk about renewing political will. So, you know, we need some talking heads out there telling you how great it is, how you have to do it. Think of your gam gam. Just take the shot, slave. Yes. But um, they said if everyone gets back on track or if they can at least get most people back on their vaccine schedule. Yeah, come on. They will be able to get vaccination coverage to pre-pandemic numbers and levels in about 2027. <laughs> I'm hoping that they fight for their lives and resist. Yeah. So, uh, coincidentally, this is African Vaccination Week, or, um, and you know, that's why the press release came out. Of course. Looking straight at Africa, I guess. It's also World Immunization Week in the theme this year is the big catch-up. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Arm your children, arm your wives. They coming for everybody. Seriously. <laughs> Grossed me out. That was a real red flag on the magic number. Then I saw in Japan, Rakuten Bank jumps 33% after their largest IPO since 2018. Rakuten They are referred to as the Amazon of Japan, and they have Rakuten Ichiba, which is an online retail marketplace. Um, But I think this was just Rakuten Group in general, uh, which is a business that has a lot of fintech services. Uh, They actually are also a mobile carrier and have a messaging app and Hmm. some ebook distribution going on. It really is the Amazon of Japan, I guess. Rakuten sponsored the Golden State Warriors in 2022. Fun fact. Oh, boy. But they sold their shares as high as 14 American dollars a piece, and they made $829 million selling shares. So this was the first time a um, share exceeded $373 million. All cash, baby. So, yep. Exciting stuff. Excites me, for sure. (laughs) Um, And then my third top 333 story tonight comes from Nebraska, which just passed constitutional carry 33 to 14. Whoa. But it won't take effect until late summer, maybe August or September, which Mm. is really fall, heading into fall. Can't pack heat till it's hot. Yeah, exactly. You're going to need a permit. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Turns out not a lot of people ask you about that shit. No, no. I guess that they're going to have a whole event tomorrow for when the governor signs it into law at 2 p.m. So exciting, exciting. But uh, there was a new subsection uh, that get put got put into state law saying that prohibited persons carrying weapons, like felons, I suppose, mm-hmm. uh, medical patients if they ever legalize medical, will spend one year in jail for their first offense and two for subsequent offenses. Wowie. Yeah, it's frustrating to me still. not messing around, huh? Shall not be infringed. Dang nabbit. Absolutely infringed. Yeah. I'm feeling really infringed, and I'm ready to go behind the curtain. Oh, yeah, definitely. 
I cherry picked an ISO from the uh, White House press conference that happened on 420. Ooh. I didn't really have to cherry pick it because it was the first words out of people's mouths. Let me play it for you. All right. Good afternoon, everybody. <laughs> what is that? Oh, go fuck yourself. What yeah. is that? So, of course, the reporter said, happy 420. Yeah. And KJP, Korean Jean-Pierre jokes, what is that? Stupid! You're so stupid! She knows what it is. She knows. It's not a funny joke. Ah, it's frustrating. <laughs> they didn't even talk about weed on 420. Not a single weed question. You know, like, how is that scheduling or rescheduling or descheduling going? Expunged it, expunged it, expunged Yeah. Where's that? When's the Dusty Man going to actually expunge folks since he talks about it all the time, not just Grant Clemency? <clears throat> no questions. No, just, you know, happy 420. <laughs> There's a uh, bulls from Boosty Steed. Oh, Boosty. 11-111. Another fiver. Uh, and she says, at a fountain, bull after bull, get into the meat of 33. That's right. Yeah, definitely. That's all thanks and to you. pack in the heat with the 33 this week. Yeah, definitely. That's a big bag of sticks right there. I love it. Man, I can't... F oh, finally. Big meat. There we go. <laughs> big meat. <laughs> so, you remember last 420, metric went down for a lot of dispensaries, and then they... Couldn't sell weed on 420. This year, Dutchy had problems. Now, Dutchy is another point-of-sale system that dispensaries mm -hmm. are using. And um, they have promised to pay dispensaries for lost sales. So I guess that the point-of-sale system inside the dispensaries was working fine. It was their e-commerce side that went down. And that's still pretty bad because there's a lot of places that have online menus and take online orders and you know in some states there's even delivery right but they weren't able to take any of those the online menu was completely gone and any program deals that the dispensaries had were completely wiped oh so they God. had to you know go back and program it all type it in set the discount codes back up Man, this happens every 420. 420 of some, all days. Some point of sale service loses their ass yeah. every 420. Or shows their ass and like the shops lose their asses. Exactly. It's the shops that get fucked. So the Dutchie blamed a series of cascading failures uh, as being the down, why they were down on Thursday. Mm. The busiest day of the year for pot shops. Um, and they resolved the issue at 10.31 p.m. Which is a little late. A little bit. For 420. Mm -hmm. So, well, you know, they got asked, was it because of increased traffic? No, no. They said it was an issue with their database provider. Point blame. Over there. Not us. Yeah, there's always a third-party service, some kind of microservice you can blame. Yeah. Oh, it was our single point of failure, not us. I'm interested to see how these make-up, make-good payments work out for them. Because I feel like you could have some high estimates of what you should have made with online weed sales on 420. But I was thinking about this. These groups, like Dachi or Metric, all these point-of-sale systems, they have absolutely no desire to see prohibition repealed or federal legalization of any sort because then they're going to have competition from the usual suspects. You know, Visa, MasterCard, Shopify, or whatever. <laughs> and Dutchie is a... 
going through some interesting times. They actually have a lawsuit on their hands from the original founders, the Lipson brothers, Ross and Zachary, who are, they're originally from Michigan, um, but they started this up in Oregon in 2017. And Duchy has a huge valuation. In 2022, it was $3.8 billion. So they got $3 million from Snoop Dogg's venture firm, Casa Verde Capital. Uh, Kevin Durant sent them money. The Starbucks CEO, Howard Schultz, sent them money. Uh, they also raised $200 million in a Series C from Tiger Global Management. So, And Tiger Global Management was an early investor in Feedbag, LinkedIn, Peloton, Roblox, Spotify, Jewel. The list goes on and on. And then they also got $350 million from D1 Capital Partners, which is another Tiger Cub or former employee of Julian Robertson hmm. of Tiger Management. Uh, now they all, these Tiger Cubs, have their own hedge funds. <laughs> yeah, dirty waters. <laughs> Spooky waters. But, yeah, so they filed a lawsuit um, against the new CEO and the board members. The new CEO, his name's Timothy Barash. And they say that the board passed pre-drafted resolutions to terminate the brothers for cause. For what cause? I don't know. But they had these resolutions all drafted before the board meetings and just passed them through real quick. Then stripped them of their status as key stockholders, removed them from the board, and amended a common stockholders voting agreement so that Tim Barash could take control. Uh-oh. Dirty job. Hostile takeover. Yeah, sounds like a coup to me. Coo-coo-coo-choo. So those brothers are saying, see you in court. Yeah. But the lawsuit was filed December 2022, and... I haven't seen any updates yet, but you know me. I'll stay on top of it. There you go. I did see an update on another lawsuit on 420, and that is Afromans. The ACLU has jumped to his defense in the lawsuit over the police raid where the cops actually decided to sue him and say, well, you're embarrassing us and making money off of us. These people are sick. They are sick. So the ACLU filed a proposed amicus brief asking for dismissal because the lawsuit is so stupid. You know, he has, he being Afroman, has First Amendment rights to use any of the footage gathered of these officers working in their official capacity at his private residence, man. Exactly. And if he makes money off of it, good for him. You know, that doesn't change anything. Right. Uh, the plaintiffs just don't have merit in this case. All these cops that are suing him because their feelings are hurt and yeah. they're embarrassed. You can't sue because you're ass mad. Exactly. I think their goal was just to silence Afroman through intimidation and, you know, try and get a court order to stop him from criticizing the police. But, you know, see my First Amendment, our First Amendment, your First Amendment. Plus, officers don't have an expectation of privacy when they're searching someone's home in their official capacity. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to privately kick this guy's door down at his home. Rongo bongo. It doesn't work like that. Fucking dicks, dude. So, yeah. And, of course, you know, you can watch Afro Man's music videos where he has the footage of them <laughs> stealing his money, breaking his gate, breaking his door, scaring his wife, going through his suits, looking at his lemon pound cake. Lustfully. Yeah. And, you know, that was all in their official capacity as cops. And so I think what he's doing is protected speech. And him making money doesn't change that. I so agree. this should be... A clear-cut case, and it should be dismissed. Should be. 
<laughs> we'll see what happens. We know it should be works, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I know. I, I gotta stop shooting myself. <laughs> Nug MD took it upon themselves to launch a two high hotline on 420. Oh, jeez. See, now I thought this was a decent idea. Take calls away from poison control. Okay, all right. You know, stop padding those dangerous numbers and also maybe keep people out of the emergency room when they just ate too many edibles. Okay. This always comes down to edibles, don't you think? I mean, I guess a derb can get pretty psychedelic. The headline came at me wrong, but I get what you're saying. Like, uh, it's actually what we've been harping on, right? It's like they're taking calls to just chill people out, right? Yes. To spread the message that, hey. Everything's fine, it's all right. dude. Cool. What did you smoke? Some weed? What did you eat? Some gummies with weed in them? All right. Might be freaking out, but you're going to be all right. Turns out you just got to wait that out. Yeah. So just, you know, relax. Get some water. Hydrate. Put on some good music. Eat something. And uh, lay down. Lay your ass down. Stop freaking out. Yeah. Now, the dude behind Nug was a founder of Lyft. His name is Cam Babazade. I might not be pronouncing that right, but I gave it my best. And Nug, I've seen the name around. They're also a telemedicine platform to get patients hooked up with medical cards. Uh. And they are operating in Missouri with billboards. So that made sense. It all clicked together for me. They also have online orders and delivery, and subscription boxes. Oh, boy. Like <laughs> like the wolf box thing for your dog only yeah, bark, bark. for stoners? Exactly. Weed to your door, if your state allows that. Uh, you know, 50 state illegal still, so right. it's, all, it's all illegal, but whatever. Um, And, you know, he talked about in his interview about this too high hotline, how some people can eat a 50 milligram edible and not feel a thing. Others might be overwhelmed by a simple microdose of 2.5 milligrams. Yeah. But there's no feel, like reason to feel ashamed about that. And, yeah, you, you should know. feel frugal. <laughs> yeah, seriously. You're a cheap date. <laughs> Two and a half milligrams, babe. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> and stretch this uh, Rice Krispie treat out for yeah. the ages. Don't be like that cop that baked brownies and... Called the cops on himself and thought he was dying? No, just call the too high hotline. There you go. And I think it's happened to everyone at one point or oh, another. Oh, yeah, where it gets on top of you and you're like, oh. I took too much. This too is going to be forever. Yeah. The psychological experience is definitely intense and borderline psychedelic mm -hmm. with just an edible. Um, but you don't have to go it alone now. You got a hotline you can call. And it's not poison control, so you're not going to be added to a statistic. Although I suppose a year from now, NugMD might be saying, hey, look at all the people we helped. We took this many phone calls from last 420 to this one. Yeah. Yeah. But they just say they're offering emotional support, you know, and uh, trying to keep people out of the emergency room. Because as soon as you get there, you're not getting an emotional support person no, by your side. No, then they're asking you all these goddamn questions. Yeah, and you got the and sterile environment. charging you out the ass. And poking you with things. For something that should not be a fucking hospital visit. Yeah, and making you feel ashamed of eating a little weed. Or maybe too much weed. But weed either way. Eh, some weed. They'll don't. make you feel scared, that's for sure. Just relax. Put your phone away. That's the best don't idea. Don't call any hotline. I don't care if it's, the, if it's our guy or not. Just put the <laughs> phone away. Yeah. For Somebody what it's worth. grab his phone. Just turn his phone off. Yeah, and turn the tunes up. Freaking out, man. Just chill. 
It's chill. The American Pharmacist Association endorsed decriminalization of all drugs this past week. All right. They were founded in 1852 as the first professional society of pharmacists. So I read their statement because they went out, you know, with the little PR dance of, we're endorsing decrim of everything. Woohoo! Look at us. We're the good guys. Well, then you click on and read their full statement, and they oppose legalization of possession, sale, and distribution of anything that's not medical use. Uh, they support decriminalization for personal possession of substances and paraphernalia for personal use. So they don't want to see a legal market, right. which I thought was interesting. And then they come out and say, well, we support criminal penalties for people who are convicted of drug trafficking or illicit drug manufacturing, which, let me remind you, is growing a pot plant. Right. Manufacturing. And so we want to lock them up if there's no alternative pathways determined by the courts. I didn't like that. Yeah. It's like a strong lead with a weak uh, ending. Exactly. And speaking of strong leads, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration decided to work with the Ad Council to come out with a new pot ad, or really high-driving ad, for 420. Would you like to listen to it? Oh, of course. When I smoke weed, I get lost in the music. I like to isolate each instrument. The rhythmic bass, the harmonies on the piano, sticky melody. Careful, babe. There's someone crossing the street. Sorry, I, I didn't see him there. If you feel different, you drive different. Don't drive high. It's dangerous and illegal everywhere. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. You didn't follow proto, buddy. You're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like how they're picking on the musicians again. You smoke weed, you enjoy the music too much. Enjoying yeah. music too much will distract you from driving. Well, you know, we talked about how you could say... You know, messing with the radio and listening to the tunes in the first place is the thwacked thwiving, but they don't, you know, yeah, full no. court press on that. Oh man, well, you know, they're out there doing their living their best life, doing yeah. their thing, and this is what we get with our tax dollars. Piranesi sneaking one in from Fountain. Oh, I heard those pins fell 12,300 sets. Woo, out of Fountain. Thank you, Piranesi. Cheers, my brother. The USDA 2022 National Hemp Report came out, and hemp production is down 71%. Whoa! With half as many acres planted. Dang. Yeah, they gave the numbers uh, for all the different sorts of hemp. Floral hemp production, down 66%. Grain hemp production, down 44%. Fiber hemp, down 34%. Oh, so close. Seed hemp, I know, down 92%. And clones and transplants of hemp, we're down 94%. So they come out and blame the FDA's inaction on creating regulations for hemp-derived cannabinoids like CBD and say, you know, if you just give people the regulation or whatever, your stamp of approval on it, then it would be good to go. We could uh, grow the hemp industry. But, you know, it looks like hemp growers without that FDA approval are kind of stuck in a holding pattern and unable to fully profit from especially, you know, the flower hemp production and the CBD sales. So Yeah, that's pretty crappy. It sucks because I'm a Wild West free market kind of gal myself. And anytime I hear the FDA come up, I'm like, oh, just stay out of it, yeah. right? But if you need them 
to conduct business. Then it's gone too far in the first place, though, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I, mean, I think so. Yeah, 50 state legal. Bowlers, 2018 Farm Bill, legalized hemp. 50 state legal. And it's derivatives. We don't need no FDA. There's always some bullshit hopes to jump through from them alphabet soups, man. Yeah. But you remember how in January the FDA came out, someone said, oh, the press got a hold of wind, that the FDA was going to decide the fate of CBD in the market and, you know, maybe pass some rules to allow it to be marketed as a food item or a dietary supplement. And then they said, no, we actually can't do that. There's not a regulatory pathway in place. We need congressional action. So they just pivoted and shifted blame. Yeah. Well, this week, a congressional committee decided to launch an investigation into the FDA's decision not to regulate CBD. All right. Yeah, this is the House Oversight and Accountability Committee, chaired by Representative James Comer of Kentucky. And he sent a letter to FDA Commissioner Robert Califf announcing the investigation. We shall see where this ends. Yeah. I hope they do something. It would be nice. Get to the bottom of this, damn it. Yeah. Support the farmers. You said we could grow hemp. Now let's grow. I think everyone should be able to grow hemp. Grow on. Hemp, hemp for victory. That's right. Another victory just slapped the pins. C-dubs, he's back. <gasps> C-dubs. Saying happy 420 from the podcast index. Well, thank you, sir. Thank 101 sats. Oh, nice. Oh, and I can see incoming a celebrating wavy man boosted 420. From the same C-dubs, there it is. It always hits the chat just before it hits the helipad. It's magic. Magical, magical. Uh, C-dubs, by the way, wrote the damn chat bot that's uh, working. C-dubs is the man. So thank you, C-dubs. Yes, thank you. Also, by the way, thank you. You remember our anonymous bowler? I do, the, with the story that we shared last week. That's right. He wrote uh, in with an update, uh, or another note, I should say. It's not necessarily an update, but uh, <clears throat> he said, hey, it's your anonymous weed-growing bowler again. I'm becoming a full convert to the glory of the bowl. I just listened to oh. just listened to Tuesday's show, and I like your thoughts about the testing thing. He just wanted to share a couple options for bowlers who are interested in doing a little stricter quality control. So, Ooh, I'm all ears. First thing he says is to get a jeweler's loop, which is a little magnifying glass, which I definitely have one of those. With it, you can see the trichromes up close. This is the way you check for ripeness in the field, and you can learn a lot about the bud by the state of the trichromes. A ripe trichrome full of the good stuff should look like a tiny mushroom with a plump cap that is milky white or slightly amber. If there are lots of skinny pin-like trichromes that are mostly clear, the plant was harvested early and won't be very potent. Mm. If, if there are a lot of amber trichromes, the plant is getting overripe and it'll likely give you more sleepy effects. Huh. If there are lots of trichrome stalks missing their heads, then the bud was handled roughly post-harvest and it's likely to be less potent and more harsh. Mm. Uh, he also says for the more scientific bowlers, especially those who want to grow and maybe breed their own, there's a great home testing option that is significantly less than the 15K that Lorian is finding. It's called Thin Layer Chromatography. Thin Layer Chromatography. And he says he's gotten his supplies from the fine folks at thctestkits.com. That's what he says. Oh, I'm going to put this in the show notes. Uh, he says they're really easy to work with and have discrete shipping options. Good customer service. He says the kit starts at 200 bucks and includes enough to test 20 to 25 samples. And then you get refill supplies for more samples at around 3 to $5 a sample, depending on how much you buy at once. Nice. Yeah, that beats the hell out of the 15,000 lab thing I was looking at. He also says it's a fun science project. 
requiring basic competency that we all should have gathered by middle school. Well, there you go. Uh, he says, appreciate the show and the updates on what's going on with prohibition laws nationally. Legalization has been a nightmare in California for small producers and the traditional market continues to thrive doing to, due to uh, burdens and regulations, exorbitant taxation, exorbitant taxation, I can read words, <laughs> wasteful packaging rules, um, and also insane restrictions on retail, of course. He says, dispensary weed is about the same price as it was when I moved to Northern Cali in 07. Most of it is crap. Meanwhile, I could buy a pound of top-notch outdoor for about 500. Nice. He signs off saying, on this highest of holy days, let us all pray for some sanity and the decriminalization of fucking plants while the bowls burn brightly and call us toward better days. Happy 420 and thank you for all you do. Happy 420 to you. Thank you, Anon Bowler. Yeah. Cheers. That's awesome. And he did indeed send that on 420. So... Very nice. There you go. Yeah, that's a much cheaper option. <laughs> yeah, and I've got it in the show notes for anyone that wants to try and learn. Appreciate you. And I'm putting it on my wish list. <laughs> As he was describing that, I was just seeing all these classic High Times pictures in my head. Yeah. Yeah, the trichromes tell you a lot. Yes, we should all be doing our, our due diligence with our stuff. In a perfect world. Yeah. In a perfect world, this Associated Press article wouldn't have come out this week. Uh-oh. The headline is, The marijuana industry has too much pot. Could <laughs> interstate trade help? And obviously, you know, we've been talking about uh, that trigger bill that passed last week in Washington, which, upon some federal passage, would allow Washington State to, you know, have some interstate pot trade agreements right. go into place, which... Anytime there's a trigger bill, it's such an eye roller. Like, you're waiting on the feds again for what? Why? I know. Can't find a Trump state. Boo, boo, boo. Yeah. Oregon such and California like... also have these trigger bills. Mm. But they had a little multimedia piece, so I grabbed some clips from it. If you would like to listen to those. I would love to listen to those. One big problem. Too much weed. Oregon regulators reported in February that the state was sitting on three million pounds of unused cannabis. Wonderful experiment. Oregon, unlike other states, had a system of basically unlimited licenses, which um, encouraged awesome. a large number of people to get into the cultivation side. The oversupply is slashing revenue in Oregon. In California and Washington, income that was already heavily taxed dropped as their gluts grew. Wholesale prices have recovered somewhat after plunging in California, but inflation is gouging operators' bottom lines. I don't know any companies that are really making money, and the most successful companies tend to be the ones that were able to raise the most capital and survive the longest downturn, and we'll see how long you know, the, the biggest ones can hold out. Oversupply is good news for customers who are buying at low prices. And tax revenues from pot are still robust. What set up the su supply-demand issue was, first of all, probably an expectation that federal legalization wasn't that far behind. Uh -huh. There is little movement from a fractured Congress on that front, or on banking and taxation reforms for pot businesses. The industry is urging the Biden administration to approve trade among states that have legalized the drug, though those prospects are also slim. Yeah, because the Feddy ain't going to do shit. <laughs> yeah. Please, Daddy Government, regulate me harder. 
just do your damn thing, you know? Yeah. And I loved when he talked about, oh, they didn't have a license cap. It's like, well, that sounds great to me. Yeah. Too much weed, that's shouldn't really be a problem. But what do you think they have to do to offload some of this too much weed? Oh, hell, probably cross state lines. <laughs> yes, I'll play you my second clip here. So for now, the oversupply remains trapped within the states, and that's tempting farmers to seek illegal markets across the country. The farms, you know, put in this position, they needed to do something, get, they needed money. They were either going to die or get creative, and I like a lot money. of people chose to get creative. At an indoor farm in Washington, the next generation of pot is being tended. Being first, Washington limited the number of licensees and barred outside investment in hopes of avoiding a crackdown by the federal government. Now, industry players say Washington will not be able to scale up when marijuana is legalized nationwide. We're just sitting here kind of you know, idling our capacity, if you will. While things in Washington aren't as bad as in Oregon and California, many here are still pinning their hopes on federal action. I don't think marijuana, like alcohol, is ever going anywhere. How do we manage this now the right way in the future for the whole country and not just a state-by-state state level? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> That's the question. I really enjoyed the backtrack music here and the <laughs> Winnie the Pooh voice of that journalist. It was like a thoughtful, contemplative xylophone. <laughs> yeah, it was like a six-minute report, and I didn't realize how much vocal fry some of these stony boys had. Oh, yeah. I was like, wow, you have vocal fry. And call yourself a man. <laughs> it's just interesting. Uh, Spoiled out there with the good stuff. You know, Emerald Triangle. Mm-hmm. The source. Yeah. Man, Oregon implements a 37% tax on weed. Wow. What an absolute Fuck bitch slap. Fuck that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, traditional free market for the win here, I would say. I mean, that didn't come as a surprise when he's like, oh, they're going to have to start, you know, selling it out the back door. Yeah, no shit. What do you want them to do? Throw it in a pile and burn it? So, yeah, it's funny because here in Missouri, the news keeps talking about potential shortages or squeezes. But I think it's really just a sales tactic. Yeah, I don't know. The Show Me State is showing some serious sales records. Like, we're already going for a billion in sales. That's right. You know why? Why? Missouri oh, yeah. Smash! The old Missouri smash, man. That's right. So, yeah, you know. If someone falls out there, I guess the money just funnels to someone else. Such is the way of the industry. Ugh. The Drug Enforcement Administration administrator... Ann Milgram is being investigated by the Department of Justice for improperly awarding millions of dollars in no-bid contracts to hire past associates. Improper contracts! In <laughs> danger, danger! In the DEA! Surprise! Yeah. No relation, Ann Milgram, to the Milgram study from uh, Yale. Oh, okay. You know, the electric shock experiment that went down. I, I looked into that. I was like, ooh, Milgram, why do, I, why do I know that name? And that's all I could think of. Shudder. But, uh, yeah, 52-year-old Ann Milgram, she's a former federal prosecutor 
New Jersey Attorney General, NYU law professor. You know, she's got quite the record here. And of course, she's now a Biden appointee who came to the DEA two years ago with a mandate to clean house. Oh. Yeah, you know, she's been blasting the foreign operations. Okay. Uh, you know, calling out the guy that was having parties with a cartel yeah. and such. Meanwhile, she's just as dirty as shit. And, well, you know, I sometimes wonder if maybe this could be partially retaliation mm. for her cleaning house. You okay. Know? Um, I like that angle. Yeah. So she managed to spend $4.7 million on strategic planning and communication contracts, which, mm, for government contracts, that does seem like a lot of money. Uh, the people she hired obviously come back from her days as Attorney General of New Jersey and NYU. And their costs are much higher than normal government officials. <sighs> for example... Tell you what, I'll do it for 10 cents on the dollar. Call me. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'll put together something real nice. When she was reviewing these scandals that happened in the DEA in Mexico and such, she hired a law firm out of Washington for $1.4 million. And the report that came back was co-authored by a man that goes by the name of Boyd Johnson, who is the right-hand man to her close friend, Preeti Bharara, who was a U.S. attorney in Manhattan. Who? Preeti Bharara. I'm sticking with it. Okay. And when this came out, this report and the scandal, he somehow got a job at that Washington law firm that she hired. Ooh, mysterious. With the help of her and her friend that wrote the report, I'm guessing. Then she awarded a no-bid contract for 400,000 doll hairs to conduct data analysis of crimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I like money, though. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so does Jose Cordero, who won that no-bid contract. And he was in New York City police official that worked with Milgram when she named, she actually named him, New Jersey's first statewide director of gangs, guns, and violent crimes in 2007. So there's a direct tie. Yeah. And then one of the third people with connections here is a woman by the name of Lena Hackett, who Milgram described as her main partner in a 2020 Indianapolis policing reform project she took on while teaching at NYU. Lena makes $257 an hour off the DEA, which is more than triple the hourly rate of the agency's top civil servants, including the head of community outreach. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. So what's to come of this? Well, if they can prove misconduct... The inspector general can recommend anything from administrative sanctions to criminal prosecution. So it's a bit of a wait and see at this point. <laughs> I guess so. But yeah, as soon as I saw her name come up and her being involved in some sort of scandal, I was like, wait a minute, didn't she just point out a scandal? Rut-row. Rut-row. Yep, Spider-Man pointing at Spider-Man. And they all fall down. <laughs> in Delaware, Governor John... Carney is allowing legalization and regulation bills that hit his desk last week to simply take effect without his signature. Oh, boy. Yeah, he vetoed legalization last year. Uh, but this year, there was enough support for the bills that he would have been overridden. So his, he's just stepping out of the way. 
Yeah, exactly. And then on his... It's a step in the right direction after all. On his baby step in the right direction, he mentioned he's really concerned about the children and highway safety. You know, once a prohibitionist, mm-hmm. always a prohibitionist. So, oh well. <clears throat> that well, law... Keep an eye on your kids then. <laughs> yeah, seriously. If you're concerned about your kids, keep an eye on your kids. Simple as... Those bills kind of suck. We talked about it last week right. on episode 239. Yeah, it was like weak sauce. Yeah, no home grow. Lots of penalties. No home grow, bro. And he's worried about the children, but, you know, if a kid gets caught with weed, psh, they're going to face some fines and a criminal record. It's so senseless. Mm-hmm. It is. Four cops in New Jersey are preparing a lawsuit after being fired for off-duty pot usage. They had to take a drug test and peed positive for THC, but New Jersey's constitutional amendment that legalized weed um, protects cops from being able to use it off-duty. And they also got guidance from the state attorney general protecting them, too. So, I don't know. This was Jersey City where it happened, and the city turned around and claimed, well, they can't legally own a gun under federal law because they use pot. This shit again. So they're unable to serve as police officers. And interestingly enough, Jersey City requires their cops to buy their own guns. Yeah, I think there's a lot of places like that. No. I hadn't heard of that before. But hey, I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. So there was one other county that has fired a single cop for using pot and they have petitioned for their reinstatement which if granted would give them back pay and be an ideal situation but you know they don't think that's going to happen so they've got this lawsuit on the ready yeah cops were seriously carved out in new jersey's legalization as people who are protected and able to use weed i would feel far more comfortable with pot you know potted cops yeah just saying. Cops need the most amygdala massage out of any group I know, and to just calm down and take a step back off of all the fear, porn, and propaganda, you know? Yeah. And just take a chill. Well, and sometimes you got to go in and get the bad guy, you know? I mean, that's part yes. of being a cop, too. Like, sometimes you got to be ready to but go not- in and get the bad guy. But who is the bad guy? Not all these nonviolent offenders. Yeah, not everyone you encounter. Yeah. Comps are supposed to just protect life and property, essentially. It's sad because cops need to be alert and aware of their environment, but the way their training goes, <laughs> they just assume everyone is about to kill them. It's, you know? uh, oh man. And that fear feeds on them and it's, makes them... It's more everything's a one in ten, you know. Definitely. Zero tolerance, maximum response at all times, kind of... Like, I don't know, there's like a, we lost something in that whole olden days Mayberry style, you know. Yeah, well, I remember Small as a town kid. policing. I even knew. A measured approach. You know, the community cops. Yeah. In my town, which was a college town. I knew most of them. They'd be around, you know, like, like yeah, beat at cops. Yeah, at the summer kids events and shit like that. Yeah, exactly. School things, yeah. They'd say hi to you and whatever. And that's the, uh, we need those relationships back and less of this tactical gear and 
what was that? The bear cat, the tanks and yeah. military garb. Like, come on. Everything's got to be some fucking sneak and smash mission. Yeah. Over dirty bowls and shit. Yeah. Like. It's horrible. You can have a SWAT team, but cops don't need to be the SWAT team at all times. Yeah. And that's the way they act. Respond to simple possession or even fucking a guy's got a bricks of weed that he's going to sell to some guy, you know? Yeah. And they're going to try and kick the door down and shit. Put rifles in people's faces. Like, come on. It's uncalled for. It is. It is. It's, it's, <laughs> it's nowhere near the appropriate response. Cops deserve to relax. And so I endorse, not, you know, medical advice, <laughs> but I fully endorse <laughs> a cop using some weed when they're not at work. Yeah. yeah just take a break, man. It's all right. Mm-hmm. Have, have some fun. Yeah, it helps a lot of people. Yeah, it helps. See, Brooklyn sent me a story this week. Ooh. Albany lawmakers hash out ways to deal with New York City's illegal weed shops nah. as part of a $227 billion state budget. Whoa. Yeah, hilariously, this funding expires Friday <laughs> if they don't come to an overall budget agreement, which they haven't. And then they'll have to vote themselves another extension on negotiations, which... Of course they can do, and sure. I'm guessing they will, because it seems like out of this $227 billion, they can't figure out how much money they need to stomp out the non-licensed weed shops, or how the money could even do that. You know, I mean, I thought money fixed everything. Right. But they don't have a simple answer or solution here. Everyone's in disagreement with each other. I mean, the governor, Kathy Hochul, she proposed legislation weeks ago to fine any illegal shop somewhere between $250 to $10,000 a day and then allow state agencies to come in and shutter them for good. But that didn't go anywhere. That's not in the plan. So that's still in in the talks, you know? How do you catch all the dudes selling pot illegally in front of our very faces? Right. Because there's only four licensed dispensaries right now oh, in New man, York City. That's so silly. Or maybe all of New York. I have to check that fact. Even in four New York licenses. City, like, that's absurd. It is. It's absurd. There's over a thousand smoke shops, which I can almost guarantee you all have some sort of weed going on in there. You can't even cover a borough with four. You can't even cover like <laughs> yeah. most neighborhoods in New York with four. Come exactly. On. What is the deal? Yeah. I don't know. I don't either. That's uh, New York, New it's, York. It's fucking ignorant, okay? It is. It is. They need to roll more licenses out. They were all gung ho about licensed shops and shit. Here we are. Four licenses. Good job. <laughs> Congratulations. In Oklahoma, Governor Stitt has signed a bill requiring medical growers to hold a $50,000 bond. Ooh. And that bond would be used to restore their property when and if it ends up being abandoned or shut down. Uh, he also said that some growers might have a higher bond than others depending on their reclamation requirements, which are set by the Oklahoma Medical Marijuana Authority. Not political at all. Of course not. Definitely no picky choosy here. <laughs> but Oklahoma, of course, does have some serious problems. Uh, they have noticed with the traditional market and foreigners running it. So we had that story a few weeks ago about uh, the Chinese nationals and their fake Amazon delivery van and 
trucks delivering to other states. Right. Going on our land. Yeah, see, Mike sent me that story, like, after you brought it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was two or three bowls ago. They all fade and bleed together. Also in Oregon, which was mentioned earlier in that AP story, the state has approved the nation's first psilocybin testing laboratory and facilitator license. Woohoo. Yeah, and last month, they granted the first ever manufacturer license. <laughs> Been busy. Yeah, in Oregon, you can get licensed to manufacture psilocybin. Manufacturing in plants, that terminology just doesn't sit well with me. It's it just, never will. Yeah. It's it's holding on to the prohibitionist isms. Yeah, this like weird industrial fetish. Yeah, of crime. Yeah, on plants. Like plants aren't really industrial. <laughs> They're I, natural. Don't go manufacturing a plant. I think you should just grow it, you know? Yes, I agree. <laughs> 3D pl printing plants over here. Yeah, come on. It's gross. It is gross. Washington Governor Jay Inslee has a bill on his desk which would protect job applicants from anti-weed discrimination during the hiring process. You know what that means. Far out, man. <laughs> no PP test for THC. Nice. Because you can enjoy it off work legally yeah, under the state law. It's just unfair. It doesn't metabolize in a way that you can test for it accurately or meaningfully. Exactly. A test is not going to tell you if a person is high. Now, the bill does have exemptions for safety-sensitive jobs like law enforcement, fire department, Department of Corrections officers, and airline or aerospace industries. I think that's a bummer for all of them. I think that the weed thing is, has gone too far. You know, they think it's going to impair you at work if you smoke a bowl two nights before at home. That's just stupid. But here we are, you know, safety-sensitive positions. Sorry you're written out of this bill. You don't get the protections. But it doesn't prohibit post-accident testing in the workplace or testing based on suspicion of impairment. So, you know, you get into trouble at work. They are going to look at your pee yeah, for the if THC. You can't <laughs> if you can't keep your shit together. Yeah, exactly. Trouble always comes sniffing around. I got a clip out of West Virginia with something I predicted a couple bowls ago. Mountain Mama. Opioid epidemic continues to impact communities throughout West Virginia, but now potentially in a new form, marijuana-laced fentanyl. Marijuana-laced fentanyl. Oh, it's back. Lacing the fentanyl with pot. Well, I talked about oh, yeah, the, reverse the synthetic lace. Cabin cannabinoids being put into the fentanyl, and then they can't reverse the overdoses. Mm -hmm. But that's actually not what she's talking about. She just said it wrong. Okay. She was about to break into a story about fentanyl-laced marijuana. Not marijuana-laced fentanyl. Well, everyone's lacing and uh, delacing and... Lacing something. <laughs> Absolutely laced. Here's the rest of the story. The real story. The fentanyl crisis continues to plague towns across the mountain state. Whether it comes in the form of pills, powder, or even liquid, the highly toxic substance is spiking overdose rates. But now given the rise of marijuana use, is it possible the fentanyl could find its way into cannabis products? For Mark Brooks, CEO of Princeton Rescue Squad, he says the possibility is there given laced marijuana can be traced back to the 1970s. 
back in the 70s, they would lace it with LSD, acid, to, to make it a little more potent, a little more powerful. And then through the 80s, they would lace it with different things, um, uh, cocaine and, and so on and so forth. But now, uh, the most affordable version of it is they lace it with fentanyl. According to Brooks, lacing the product allows for the user to achieve a better high. It's all to make sure those buying the product continue to come back to the dealer. Such BS. For Brooks, he is concerned given how a tiny amount of fentanyl can be disastrous. One of the main uh, side effects of fentanyl is it's a respiratory depressant. So when people take fentanyl and or ingest fentanyl or even, uh, even if they're prescribed fentanyl or we give it for pain medication, we have to be extremely careful on the dosing of that. Brooks says in today's world, it's important to know how to spot an overdose and how to properly administer Narcan. Ooh. There's the uh, ad. Oh, yeah. The Narcan ad, because you can buy it over the counter now. Right, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Why is it only prohibitionists and cops that I hear these old tales of laced weed from? You know? <laughs> like, I've met heady after heady, old fucking hippie after old fucking hippie, and I have never once been like, hear any story of, oh, yeah, we used to get this shit, they'd laze it with the LSD, make it more potent. <laughs> yeah. Get, get fucking real. Wet weed. Mm. Good get, smoke. Get fucking real, dude. Yeah. Uh, just you know. like, oh, my God. You don't even know where to start with that. It's It's ridiculous, but it's still going on. That's what I cannot believe. No bodies have been presented to us, the general public, just lies, and they always backtrack it later. But the headlines don't get erased. Right. The headlines don't get fixed. It's just fentanyl weed. Fentanyl is in the weed. Everyone be scared. Check your weed for fentanyl. And they're talking about, well, it makes a more potent high. Keeps them coming back. Man, the weed is good already. People will be coming back. Yeah, unless you put fentanyl in it and fucking fuck them up. Yeah. Dumb shit. And also, again, and people know the difference between being high on some pot and uh, doped up. Yes. On some fentanyl. No one is interested in that. No. Very few people. The ones that are are getting the fentanyl. And there are people that are ODing on fentanyl. Yes. But it's not because it's got put into weed against their, you know, wishes or without their knowledge. Absolutely. It's just uh, every time it comes up and then. When you dig deeper, it's like, oh, well, there's reports of it. Yeah. <laughs> Redacted reports, but uh -huh. you don't check for that update. It's the new reefer madness. I agree, yeah. And, you know, they look at dabs, too, and concentrates and say, well, that's the crack of weed, and that caused psychotic breaks, too, which citation needed. Mm-hmm. And one final story for Behind the Curtain tonight takes us all the way to Singapore, where a man is set to be executed tomorrow. No, no. Over two pounds of pot. What? That's right. Yep. There's been 11 executions in Singapore in the past year, all for drugs. Yep. And his will be the first in six months. Now, way back on Bull After Bull episode 181, titled Attorney Guy, we had a Singapore man about the same age in his late 40s who was executed last summer for pot this is a real thing really going on people getting p killed by the government over pot is horrible it is and so his family and activists and people all around the world are urging for retrial and pleading for clemency 
I don't know. He was convicted in 2017 of, get this charge, abetting by engaging in a conspiracy to traffic 36 ounces of pot, which was twice the minimum amount that merits the death penalty. Jesus. So the family says there were some loopholes in the case that were enacted and that their family member, this man, never handled the drugs, was questioned by cops without counsel, and was denied an interpreter. And that's how many ounces? You said 36? Yes, that was the conspiracy of trafficking. So that's 36 two, ounces. Two and a quarter. Yeah, come on. Yeah. That's insane. I can't believe this still goes on. Yep. Yep, stay out of Singapore. Check. <laughs> yeah. Ah, that's all I got. Man. You have left us on a downer. Oh, there might be something to pick us back up. I think so. We like to call it a metal moment. Oh, a metal moment. <laughs> so metal. And, uh, yeah. Rev Cybertrucker has another one for us. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. If you're a parent or a grandparent, you're probably in the unenviable position of knowing exactly what Lazy Town is. For those of you who are blissfully unaware, Lazy Town is an American Icelandic children's television series created by aerobics champion Magnus Shaving. Amassing quite a few awards, the show also spawned several memes, including Cooking by the Book and We Are Number One. And being covered as a metal song just kind of naturally flowed from it. And Russian band Tardigrade Inferno decided to take up the challenge. From the 2019 album Mastermind, this is Tardigrade Inferno, We Are Number One. time i'm uh blissfully outside of the lazy town thing yes and, me too uh, by the way you're laying that down rev i think i want to stay that way <laughs> yeah seriously but i dig the kazoo that was a very excellent uh track there yeah the kazoo intro was lit yes it was absolutely 
Well, thank you, Rev. Uh, Rev, he's trucking all around the country at any given moment, but he always finds time to pull over and send us a metal moment. You can follow what he's up to uh, by looking up at Rev Cybertrucker at noagendasocial.com. Another banger. The chat is pleased. Thank you, sir. Banging. Banging. Uh, we also got some banging on our voicemail door. We are, of course, talking about another first time I ever. This one being... Uh, the first time you ever found a used condom. That's right. You got a little ditty to play. Oh, do you? To slide us into that. No, you do. Oh, yeah, of course I do. I thought you uh, had clipped something specific. I might have, but I'll save it for later. Okay, well, we just want to hear bowlers talk about... The, 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 the first time. The first time I ever... First time you ever found a used condom. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> first caller, you're up. Hello, hello. I'm back home. This is Vox. Hey, hey Vox. And I saw the boost of the illustrious Christopher Battles that posted your question for the week. Oh, and yes. And what an interesting story that is. Oh, so, boy. The first used condom I ever found... Well, let me give you some backstory here. When my oldest daughter, who is now 33, hang on. Whoa. She just turned 33 two days ago, so 33. Nice. Yay! Anyway, so, um, but when she was, when she first got her period, right, I went down to the clinic, you know, the free clinic in town, and I grabbed a handful of their free condoms, and I stuck them in a bowl next to the front door, and she had her own house, like her own little house that was away from the main house. I mean, she, it was it was like her clubhouse or, or whatever you want to call it. I call it a, a teenage asshole cave because I feel like teen caves save lives. And so all yeah. of my teens, or at least all of the teens that are under my care, have their own teen cave Note to so self. that they don't get strangled, right, or shot. Anyway. <laughs> nice. Um so I put these condoms by the door, and I said, hey, I'm not going to count these. I'm not going to – all I'm going to do is replace them every once in a while when they expire. That's it. That's all of the – or expire or disappear. I don't sure. care. Whichever. So um, then – and her her teen cave was a float house, right? Uh, it's a house that floats, right? We lived right on the beach, and she had a little floating little clubhouse Uh-oh. teen cave. Killer. And That's trouble. <laughs> her first little boyfriend came over, and they threw a used rubber out on the beach. Horrific. Our pristine, beautiful Alaska beach. How dare you? And I was just walking along the beach one oh, day, no. man, and it was there. And I was, you know, like the things, that, the, the feelings are conflicting at that point because sure. you're angry because that is so inconsiderate to throw your used rubber out. I mean, you might as well throw your used tampons or your used toilet paper out yeah. on the beach. It's disgusting, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. On the other hand, my kid was using the condoms, yeah. which is exactly what I wanted. So I just, like, picked it up and didn't say anything for years. I mean, years later, I did say something. But <laughs> um, it, it, I am glad that she continued to use those and has never gotten a, a, an STD of any kind, and the only time she quit using them is when she wanted to get pregnant, and so that's why I have a grandson. But other than that, man, she's always been very, uh, you know, she, she's pretty reliable about that, unless she has, you know... A- 
Oh, hit the wall. Hold on, there's a, there's a punctuation mark on this. And once again, I fall victim to the three-minute limit and my own tendency to just run on. <laughs> All I wanted to say at this point is I'm proud of my kids for using the rubbers and in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Yeah. Schmott. You got to control your, uh, your nut. Including after, when you nut in the rubber, you got to, you know, yeah. dispose of that properly and tastefully, man. Exactly. Don't litter your rubbers. Yeah, you can't throw your wean bag on the beach, man. <laughs> your wean bag? Yeah, your wean bag, man. <laughs> yeah, uh. Your little balloon. Move my galoshes and take your seat. These are not really galoshes, are they? They're Johnny's. They're my squishy boots. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Was that the first time you ever found a used condom washed at the Mighty Boosh? <laughs> No, unfortunately. Uh-oh. You remember middle school dances? Of course not, because you were homeschooled. Yeah. Lucky. Thank God. Well, I remember my middle school dances. Awkward, scared, wearing way too much makeup, buying a really pretty dress for no fucking reason, because I didn't like any of the boys in my school, and they mm -hmm. didn't like me. So you had no fucking reason. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but in our middle school nurse's office, you could get... Condoms and the likes, sanitary napkins, tampons, all that fun stuff. And where is the middle school dance held? But in the lunchroom of the middle school. Uh-oh. So I think I was in sixth or seventh grade, so around like 12 or 13, mm. standing in the corner of the school dance with my gal pals, nothing exciting, requesting Avril Lavigne songs. Oof. Just being generally lame in middle school. Yeah, there was a time. But not forward, like a lot of the middle schoolers, you know? There was mm -hmm. a lot of grinding going on on the dance floor. Okay. Unfortunately, I wasn't a part of it, but oh. that's all right. You know, I had my gal pals and just stepped touching in the corner. <laughs> and, you know, girls, we like to take trips to the bathroom together. So we decided to walk our way to the bathroom. But what do we encounter in the hallway? A used condom. Ooh. In a middle school hallway. And just in the laying on the floor in the hallway, huh? Yeah. I was disgusted. That's a little rough. I was like, how did this get here? Did someone just drop it out of their pocket? Like, did they pocket it after they enjoyed themselves and then it just fell out? Or did they purposefully throw it here like a banana peel? A trap <laughs> for someone to slip on? Because I could see that, too. A devious plan. Or uh, did they just do it in the hallway? And then, you know, didn't want to get caught, so quick nut and run. I'll never know. I don't want to know. It, it freaked me out. <laughs> that was so when I went home and told my great-grandparents. I was like, you'll never guess what I found at the school dance. It was like the first time I saw a condom out in the wild at all, out of the packaging, even. Like, it took some deductive reasoning between me and my friends to even, like, get to what it was. I was Jeez. just like... That is, uh, yep, yep, I think it is, yep. The squishy okay. boots. Okay, the squishy boots. <laughs> These are Johnny's, aren't they? Just move it to the side. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. Man, the songs they played at that middle school dance, though. Skeet, skeet, motherfucker. Yeah. It was the time. It was at every dance. Brum, dum, dum. <laughs> you, you know the couples were just moving to the middle of the dance floor so that they could do more than grind. Mm-hmm. Unwind. Unwind. Yeah. And spill their seed. 
Hopefully into a condom. <laughs> we can boink at school. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, the least sexy place I could think of. At the school dance where you get all the pointy nose teachers with sticks up their butts wandering around looking at you pointing fingers and ugh. I, I mean, they didn't say make room for Jesus or anything, but they also were in everyone's business. <laughs> no doubt. Yep. Insert Mr. Yuck face. <laughs> yuck. Don't you have a yuck on here? Damn it. Yuck. I can make another one. That is, yuck. That's pretty uh, pretty on point for what it is. Disgusting. <laughs> Ugh. There you go. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Just, you know. Yeah, put your trash in the trash can. That's Dang right. it. Now this other uh, next caller knows where to put trash. Oh, yeah. Happy Merry uh, Tuesday. Happy Merry Tuesday to you. Uh, two of you. Unlike uh, the bowl with buds where there was four of you. Oh. Which was enjoyable. I listened to that on, uh, I don't remember, Thursday or Friday or whatever. But, uh, yeah. So, appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Very, very much. Um, prophylactics. Uh, Profos, buddy. Probably the first time it was like in a park or something. Uh, park or something outside. Um, and then I posted it on on NAS, but uh, the good old scene from Blues Brothers where he's getting out of jail and listing all the stuff and and uh, <laughs> and listing all the stuff that was in the, in his pocket or in his uh, that he had on him when he went in, and you know, it was like. One unused prophylactic, and then he picks up the other pen. One used. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's that scene. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Ditch about that. And, uh, yeah. But then you got to tie those suckers up, you know, keep the stuff inside. Yeah. Uh, you know, whatnot. And, uh, Not that off at the end there. But anyway, yeah, prophylactics, you know. Uh, actually, I was listening to the latest episode, or whatever episode when you guys announced the question, so I guess Tuesday, last Tuesday, mm-hmm. and when I was listening to it, then you guys mentioned the, today's question, and not to, I think, either right, either right before or right after, something like that, my wife had sent me a picture because she was at a park, and, uh, or she was actually out, it doesn't matter, she was like park or something outside, and she sent me a picture of a stretched out, didn't look like there was anything in it, but at least a stretched out uh, prophylactic. And uh, so that was kind of funny just timing-wise that uh, she sent that picture. And, oh, and, uh, it's in the air. And uh, you guys had the question, so. Yeah. Synchronicity. So that's it again. And uh, there would be. So what you guys do over the weekend? Give any fun? Have, have fun? Why well, not? <laughs> oh, yeah. Saw a couple or a picture too of uh, the 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 thing you guys will already talked about. I'm sure the the get together, yeah. No agenda to get to meet up or whatever. So the gathering of the KC Juggalos. Whoop whoop. Yep. Alrighty. That be that. I love you guys. Love you. That dangerous. And you know whether it's uh, already summertime or maybe it still feels a little like winter or you're trying to pretend that this is still spring, you can go get ahead and give a little. <laughs> what? That Kaka harshed him, man. He was harshed out. Harsh Ka. Harsh Ka. Cheers, Bowler. Kaka. Christopher Bodles. <laughs> In the bowl again. Cheers, brother. In the bowl again. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it makes you mad when you see him on the ground. I know. It's yuck. Especially in public. Especially now that I have kids. Mm hmm. 
or when you just see kids around too, you're like, oh god, please don't touch that. Yeah, it's a little bit gross. I don't know. Some people are probably weirdos and like want someone to happen across their used fucking profile. Yeah, absolutely. I think like they're out there. Weird, sick people. Oh, and speaking about uh, coming in the air tonight. Yeah. This first time I ever was inspired by Booberry at Behind the Schemes oh, on a moon right. day. Yeah, it was his idea. So blame Booberry is what you're trying to say. Yeah, the used condoms were going around. <laughs> we uh, The air was seeded with the used condom stories. Indeed. Incredible. I don't really remember the first time I found a used one. Or if I have found even a used one. That was not like my own and in my own space. Well, that could count. From like a night before type thing. I remember the first time I ever found a condom at all, and some of them had been pulled out of the package. What? was a senior prank during my freshman year. And uh, the seniors, when I was a freshman, bought a shitload of Trojans, and they printed out little paper squares and cut them all out, and some of the squares said, fuck the principal, the principal's name, and the others said, fuck the assistant principal's name. So those two, like, the principal and assistant principal, their two names were stapled on all these condoms. Wow. Like, is it with a fuck them statement on it? <laughs> and some of the condoms were, like, just ripped open and, uh... I'd never seen a condom before that. I was like, holy shit, there's there's some. That's the thing. <laughs> Crazy, dude. That's the stuff. Yeah. Yeah, our class didn't do anything so radical. I can't even remember if we had, like, a real true senior prank. Yeah, that's how my class was, too. Unremarkable. But those dudes definitely did. They were wild sons of bitches. Class of 05. At least none of them were used. That would have been disgusting. Yeah. That would have been a little nasty. Squishy. My uh, high school mascot was the Trojan. The Trojans. Multiple. Oh, right. And so every senior class got to pick a motto that would go in their yearbook and on their shirts. And we all took a vote. And we chose... We don't break under pressure. And it was a great one. And I was waiting for the t-shirt. And then the principal was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. No. And shut down our First Amendment rights to have that as our slogan for the senior class. The one remarkable thing my class ever did. Come up with a great little slogan. Womp womp. Why even be the Trojans if you can't make a condom joke? Seriously. I don't think we even had a slogan after that. I think they just pulled it and were like, that's it. Lame. Shutting you up. Your you slogan win. is nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Good day. Yeah. You wisecrackers. <laughs> hey, we got a call from a wisecracker. Yeah, let's hear it. All right. This one actually resonates with me really hard. So hard. Before I'd ever found a used condom, I'd always said, all right, I'm going to find one. One day, even as a kid, when I was 12 years old, I was like, one day. Unfortunately, I'm going to stumble upon a grotesque used condom. I knew it, and it happened. I remember the first three times. The first time <laughs> was in high school. It was on campus. Okay. I saw it. I was with my friends. I went, there it is. Fucking gross. Yuck. And it looked just like uh, what I'd heard uh, on Coney Island. You know, they called it a whitefish. <laughs> Coney Island whitefish. I was oh, like, there God. it is. Oh, fuck. Cody Island the second time <laughs> was uh, after I used uh, an unused condom. That was the second time I ever saw a used condom. 
Mm. And that was under what you would call better circumstances. God bless. And then the third time I saw one that I recall was in the city. It was when I finally took a, took a trip to the big city. You know, one of the first times. Hey, ooh, you had to go see a show in the city. And you went there. And uh, I can assure you that I saw much more than a used condom that day. Huh. It was, uh, it was a terrifying experience. And I was like, I want to live here. And then I, then I went and lived there for a little while. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, I think we all know the moral of this story, which is go raw. Raw dog. And um, you, uh, you, you'll, you'll feel better for it, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. the way to go. All right. In the bedroom. In the bowl. In the bowl. <laughs> the transcription says in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. In the bedroom collar. Yeah, we like it raw. Yeah. Save the earth. Go raw. Yeah. Save the earth. Go raw. Don't make trash. I don't have a follow-up for that. Don't <laughs> trash. Make babies. We need babies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, uh, yeah, when you're out in the city, it does seem like a wild condom appears. Yeah. In every alley, definitely. I guess it kind of occurred to me that the first time I ever technically saw a used condom was when I uh, uh, pulled one out of my virgin girlfriend in college still attached to my penis. Yes. Very good. That would have been now it. it hits you. Yeah. I was like, oh, I remember, actually, technically. Collar jiggled the handle of the rememberies. Yeah. You reminded me, Collar, of what it's all about in life. <laughs> oh, yes, I, I remember my first time. <laughs> yeah. Must have been exquisite. It's like, ugh, I don't think of that because it's not really finding it, right? It's like, I saw it. You made it. Yeah, but I didn't, like, find it. <laughs> it was with me the whole time. <laughs> it was quite close. Oh, there it is. Uh, I had forgotten all about it. <laughs> uh, this next caller will never forget. Hey, y'all. Rev here. Hey, Rev. Let's see. The first time I came across a used one, I was actually working as a security guard in uh, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, part of my job was going around to different apartment complexes and closing up the uh, the, the community buildings, like the pool and whatnot. Well, one New Year's Eve, I pulled into one apartment complex and I went inside and I noticed that there was a whole bunch of noise coming out of the, uh, the clubhouse and the sauna area. So I went in, I had my flashlight out, and I was looking around to see if I could see somebody and I slipped. I slipped on something, oh. and oh no! Pointed my flashlight down at the ground. Fucking condom would come all over the bottom of my shoe, and it, it was like, "God, oh, that's disgusting." Yuck! So I went a little further to look and see who the hell was leaving those around, and I busted seven dudes in the sauna. Oh no! Fucking condoms everywhere, used condoms all over the place. And I chased him out of the building, and while I was outside, I was shuffling around on the grass trying to get that shit off the bottom of my shoe. Oh, no. Well, anyways, in the bowl. Love y'all. Bye-bye. In the bowl. In the bowl. Love you, Rev. Much love, Rev. That's a great metal name, band. Seven Guys in the Sauna. <laughs> yeah, and C-Dubs is the front man. Wow. Wow, wow. <laughs> sauna guy. Yeah, that's great. 
Yuck. I love the, the slipping on them. Peel. Yeah, yeah, the banana peel cartoon aspect of this uh, used condom thing has never really occurred to me before. I don't know why. It's so uh, ripe. I'm just glad no bull babies have found the condoms and made them squishy boots. Yeah. That's just for the crack, Fox. That's right. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, man. Well, thanks, callers, for sharing your... F-Ties. I'm pretty sure we already had one pre-selected last week, right? Pre-selected. I said uh, I kind of made two decisions in a row last yeah. week. Yeah, we liked two of them and then did them in chronological order. But what were they? <laughs> Prize in a cereal? Is that the thing? Yeah. 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 First, first right time here. you ever found a prize in a cereal box, we want to hear about it. And I hope Buzz had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Just ring up your phone. 816-607-3663. Wait for the tone and start talking. Simple as. Simple as. Uh, that leaves one piece of business left. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. Let's go. This could have made the top 333, but it didn't. Uh-oh. An Iowan man's wish has put 33 strangers through college. Yes, this lovely man was a carpenter. Had two pairs of jeans. That's his little uh, thing. Two pairs of jeans, you know, my working jeans and my church jeans. Okay. And he died in 2005. Oh. Very old. Lived a full life, but never had children. So he left instructions with his money and his money manager to take care of others. He had about $3 million. And it has put 33 Iowans through college to live their dreams. How about that? And his name was Dale. So this one's for you, Dale. Thanks, Dale. Yeah. If only you knew how college really is, though. Well, if you can go there on someone else's dime, that definitely softens the blow of how bad it sucks. That's for sure. It's all. That's all I'm saying. It's a little, a little more reasonable. Yes, that's the truth. If you're putting your future... <laughs> into slavery financially over it, then that's a little different story. Yeah. Yeah, then it's like, just don't, don't, no, no, stop. The big tall man in Twin Peaks with the arms, you know, no. That's how I see it. No. For my kids. <laughs> uh, you gotta know what you're gonna do. And maybe just get some real world experience. Anyway. Every 420... The cops think they're comedians and come out with social media posts about it. Mm -hmm. Like in New Cumberland Borough, Pennsylvania, where the police department decided to offer Doritos to check your product. Nacho cheese are like the good kind, man. Like the cooler ranches are. Mm, cooler ranch. Uh, like the extra spicy ones. Oh, those flaming ones. Yeah. With the limon, <laughs> whatever yeah, they are. Oh, yeah, like they you take one bite and then you can't taste anything because it burns out your taste buds. <laughs> Thanks, cops, for giving me Doritos, man. Fuck yeah. that. <laughs> the cops are so cool, man. I'll, I'll read what they posted. To assist you in your endeavors and the likely after effect, we are offering the following services. Oh, God. We will check your product free of charge if you bring it by the station tomorrow. 
For your troubles, you will get a regular size bag of Doritos. Turn in your dealer and get a family size bag of oh Doritos. Oh my god, gross. Yeah, it's so gross. Gross, stop. Dirty toes, more like it. Stop, <sighs> it's not funny. It's not funny. Puke. At all. It's, <laughs> it's not funny, me. It's anti-American. It'd be funny. It'd be funny if people weren't sitting around in jail for the shit. It'd be funny if there wasn't a dude about to die over it tomorrow. Exactly. But uh, it's anti-freedom. Yeah. It goes against the free market. Black market. I call it the free market. Switching gears. Up in the game here. Come on. And it just grosses me. I mean, Pennsylvania has medical too, at the very least. Right. So. <laughs> What the hey, man? What the hey? <laughs> what the hey? What in a Sam Hill? <laughs> and I get a little, I get a little twofer here, because then, in Ohio, the Lucas County Sheriff's Office decided to try and work some meme magic, which they can't. Spoiler alert. Nah. Making a 420 post with a picture, poorly shooped, empty box being held up by a stick. It's got a picture of cookies on it. It says, not a trap, free cookies. And then under the box is some kind of delicious ice cream shake contraption. Doritos, again, but they're out of the bag. Just two dirty Doritos on the ground. <laughs> and cookies, as advertised. Yeah, I like cookies, though. And their post to go along with it said, weed... Be crazy not to put some traps out today. Driving while high is unacceptable and against the law. Yes, we have heard it before. It's natural. Legal in Michigan would generate a lot of tax money if legal, and we should make it legal in Ohio. To be blunt, legalization is not within our powers, but taking you to our joint on Spielbush is. Wow. Doobie. Careful if you are hanging Stop. out with Mary Jane or Bud, it would be dope if you just made good choices. Oh, Jesus. Want to turn your drug dealer in? You may be eligible for a reward or possibly a family sized bag of snack chips cookies today. That's Officer Douche. Pissed me off. Playing the same stupid card. It's not funny. It's gross. Fuck Doritos. They're shaped like triangles. They're bad for you. Get off the bullshit, man. You make weed look so uncool. Look, the only person that can pull off bribing people in triangles is Nick the Rat. That's right. The cops have no business even trying that game. You just look sad doing it. And pathetic. In puns, in that amount disgust me. Now look, now look what you've done. You've upset my wife. <laughs> yeah, cops uh, and journalists just how, in the same shit tier. How dare you? How very dare you, sir? I mean, they got all year to come up with something actually funny and this they is just all they got. Retweet the same bullshit they said last year over it. Do be careful. <laughs> do be careful. Do be careful. <laughs> He's a doobie. <laughs> Doobies are careful, man. Oh, my God. Doobies are great. Doobies are good and good for you. And you know what? You should get off work and try one. It's not peer pressure. It's just your turn, cop. Christ. You're going to fire to tonight. I mean, shit. I could put out an empty box with a stick and a donut under it. And you know who'd come crawling around. <laughs> oh, she went donuts. Look the fuck out. 
See what you've done. Want to turn in your corrupt cop today? I'll give you 12 donuts. <laughs> On my dime, man. On my dime. Oh. Ugh. I thought there'd be a lot more 420 stories. Maybe even funny ones. But no. No. But this next one did come from the Holy High Holiday in Kansas, where a man crashed his truck trying to light some pot while driving. Oh, man. <sighs> That's not the move, man. You make us all look like shit, man. Yeah, but you know, there's a catch to this story. I'll get there. All right. Third-year-old dude says he was driving with his knees, trying to light some weed, and I hate that it just says he's trying to light marijuana. What does that even mean? Is he holding a nug in his hands trying to set it aflame? Did he roll a joint? Does he have a pipe? Is he smoking out of a bong? We need details, man. No details, which makes it suspicious immediately. Anyways, <laughs> driving with the knees, loses control, crosses three lanes of traffic, okay. goes into a ditch, hits a cement culvert, but the truck keeps moving. Oh, God. Large fence corner post, taken out. Telephone junction box, taken out. Finally, the run comes to an end on a utility pole. Dude wasn't seatbelted in either. You know, they got to point that out. So he got a little banged up on the way. Yeah, I should imagine. But he didn't hit any other vehicles, which I find astounding if you cross three lanes of traffic. No doubt. But somehow not paying attention <laughs> trying like, to light this weed. Mr. Magood is way over t into a <laughs> nine objects and then a utility pole. Exactly. Wow. So he gets taken into custody for... Possession of weed, mm -hmm. possession of drug paraphernalia, which goes along with having the weed, I suppose. Yeah, you... Trying to light it. I mean, is the lighter paraphernalia? Probably. Attempt to inflame <laughs> the product. And guess what? Possession of meth. Ah, oh, well, there you go. But they don't talk about that. No, it was just a stoner. Yeah, man on weed day trying to light marijuana. Mm-hmm. That's ah. a tweaker. He's yeah, tweaking. that makes nothing but sense now. Yeah. That's tweaker stuff. And explains why he was just trying to set his nugs on fire. I mean, be a man. Learn to drive with your knees. How do you not drive properly with your knees? Yes, even as a woman, I can do that. Not as a tweaker man. You can't do it as a tweaker man. We've already established this episode how disgusting middle school is. Yes. But imagine this. You're at pep rally. In middle school. Okay. And kids have to sign up to play games at their pep rally, competitive games against teachers. But mm. they won't tell you what the games are. Maybe it's like that minute to win it trash, you know? Yeah. At the very best. So like, oh, we don't want you practicing. This is a game of skill. And we have to just take you as you are. And you got to try your best and hope you can beat the teachers. Then you walk into the gymnasium. And you see... A plexiglass that has separated us for a couple years now from each other, especially in the public schools. Mm -hmm. And it's covered in marshmallow cream on both sides. Okay. And you, the student, are told to lick the cream off one side while a teacher or member of the staff licks the cream off the other. I think this is problematic. I don't really know what to say to that. It's just the way they talk the checks into it. 
if I was a student that signed up and then they're like, go ahead, lick it off the glass while I lick on the other side of the glass. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> the plexiglass panel is already disgusting. Yes. Right? Like, I see it as a sneeze guard. <laughs> right. It's nasty. It's glass. Yeah, it's it, like a permanent Kleenex in the air. Exactly. I don't want to put my tongue on that. No. And then marshmallow cream. That is oddly, like, weirdly erotic. Yes, my imagination is just running wild with this already. In the most cringe way, though. Like, the most cringe possible way. Yeah. Well, What the fuck? A student or someone took a video of this, and it just gets worse. This was in Washington State. Oh, no. (laughs) Lots of weirdos up there in the P&W. All the teachers in the... You know, in the stands, they're just cheering it on. The kids are like, this is disgusting. Ew, what the hell is happening? Which should tell you something. This is very tone deaf. You Sure. I mean, did the staff not see how this could be uh, sexualized? Who thinks that up? A pervert? I think so, right? So, to make it worse, towards the end of the video, there's a staff member that grabs a child by the head and pushes their head against the glass. Ugh. Which... You know, kind of reminds me of videos I've seen online of different things. Okay. You send me what videos you're watching lately. Well, you know, I mean, you also pushed my head down on things okay, before. Fair enough. And then there's another teacher. Or not someone, at school. Some guy. No, not. <laughs> no. No. I, don't know. I stay, This is just so outside of a school fucking I stay like setting. as many meters away from a school as I possibly can at all times. School always made my dick soft. <laughs> it still does. <laughs> like, so I don't get it. Uh, but then there's this teacher that comes up, this dude, and he's like grooving, like licking the plexiglass, okay. like sensually and moving his hips and like his head. And it's what just disturbing. Hell? Oh my God. So the principal came out and apologized, but I don't think it makes it better. That video is permanently online. Those children have been permanently scarred in their memory banks. Wow. It's just gross. And it's not fun. Fucking weirdos. It's not funny. It's just gross. Wow. That's a very awkward one. Yeah. 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 Indeed. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Well, here's another awkward one for you. And I've got a clip for it. Uh-oh. Awkward clips. I might have left the native ad in. Uh-oh. But you bowlers will be Toodles it. the Poodle Mix is relieved to be in the loving arms tonight. The PSPCA says this brave pup and his owner were found unconscious and unresponsive next to each other in Kensington on Monday. The Philadelphia Police Department helped the person while a group of people worked to give Toodles a fighting chance. Good Samaritans took him to Blue Pearl Emergency Animal Hospital and they provided him with Narcan, which immediately started to reverse the facts. Uh, we had a catheter in Toodles initially to help work all of the remaining uh, substance out of his system. Um, so since then, he's made like a, a, a phenomenal recovery. The director of animal law enforcement for the PSPCA says witnesses said his own had not only been taking drugs himself, but previously claimed to share drugs with Toodles. Toodles has made a remarkable recovery and will soon be up for adoption. The SPCA says they've already got lots of applications, so he will soon be placed in a safe forever home. Yeah. Narcan him, so huh? If they haven't made the sale of Narcan to you because maybe you're not a user, you don't know a user... 
Think about the puppies. Holy shit. You should have Narcan on you at all time in case a dog ODs. That's for the uh, marketing department. Toodles the poodle. <laughs> fucking Narcan. Is toodles the poodle. Now the Narcan mascot. We didn't have to say toodles to toodles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now this. Oh, puke. It killed me because it fucking stole my heart. My man, Toodles the Poodle looks exactly <laughs> like my Murphy. Oh, no. Toodles the Poodle is a miniature poodle and a senior dog. An old-ass cranky poodle. An old cranky poodle just getting high with his owner on the dope, the smack, <laughs> the whatever it was. They don't even say, you know, but whatever, and passed out on the ground. I, when I first saw this story, I was like, but what about the owner? Is the owner okay? Like, why are we talking about this dog when you, you just told me that some dude is laying unresponsive on the sidewalk next to his dog? I'm more concerned about the man and then the dog. Like, I'm glad the poodle's okay, but what about the man? And now they take his dog from him and put him up for adoption, and it's on national TV, so people from everywhere are going to go try and steal Toodles. Toodles ain't even his real name. We ought to respect him and figure out his real name. This is bait. It was. You know what it is. It's just an ad. It's just a native ad Phenomenally for Narcan. Phenomenally done. Now available over the counter. That's crazy. For everyone. And they're trying to give you reasons to they're spend selling, some money on it. They're selling Narcan to everyone and their dog. Holy Think of shit. the poodles. Incredible. Ugh. Yeah. Well, you know, people uh, didn't think quite the same way about this next animal. A 40-pound cat oh that my got picked up by God. a shelter. 40 pounds. It's too big for cats. It is. And they posted the pictures on social media, and the general public went wild because, oh, a fat cat. Oh, gotta have them. <laughs> So, like, within hours, <laughs> within hours of posting it. What the fuck was that? That was awesome. Uh, it's a fat cat and people had to have him. And they were throwing their applications in to adopt the damn thing. I mean, within hours, he was taken out of the shelter. A morbidly obese cat. Are we not concerned for his general welfare? I mean, the thing was huge. The belly was, like, as wide as the cat is long. It was bad. It was sick. Oh my we God. all shed tears for a poodle that got high one last time. But we <laughs> enjoy and say that this fat cat is cute and then want to adopt him. The cat is sick and needs help. But, He's going to die so fat. But the cat can have cheeseburger? That's how the cat got here, man. <laughs> so the story was that this retiree from Virginia adopted him. She already has cats, but now she has this fat cat, too. And she plans to keep him on the special diet and exercise as prescribed by the shelter. Thank goodness. He's not the fattest cat, though. The world record for fattest cat went to a 10-year-old cat by the name of Himmy in 1986, who weighed 46 pounds. And it's worth noting that in 1998, Guinness World Records decided to drop the record of fattest cat to prevent cat owners, who they themselves are sick, from <laughs> potentially harming their pets by overfeeding them just to win. What? People love cats way too damn much. Yeah, and fat. And fat. I mean, I'm sure the cat loves that, too. That just means he's laying there, 
snacking away day after day. Yeah. Morning, noon, and night. What's what's not to love about it if you're the cat? Give me cheeseburgers and just eat yourself to death. Great. Great. It's a plan. And whatever sick pheromones or magic potion those cats have that get into human brains and make them love cats way too much. Yeah. Ruined what could have been a great story in this next one. Oh, no. Where a children's cat killing contest in New Zealand was scrapped after international backlash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Bring back our cat. Uh, what is it? Uh, murder de- murder festival? Yeah. Cat killing contest. Cat killing contest. No, the cats we're talking about here are feral cats that are killing millions of native birds and other vulnerable species in New Zealand and Australia and lots of places. So the North Canterbury hunting competition was going on and decided to announce a new junior category for kids under 14 to kill as many feral cats as possible in order to try and win a top prize of a whopping $250. Damn, okay. I mean, these cats are killing animals, other animals, and there's too many of them. They thought they had, like, 700,000 feral cats out there. Good God. So, you know, each kid bags, like, 10 to 20. It's not going to hurt. Just wean them a bit, yeah. Yeah, just a little... It's out of control. Exactly. Mm -hmm. It's out of control. Now, they said that if a child brought in their load of cats that they took out, and one of them was microchipped and turned out to be a domestic cat and not a feral cat, their entire entry would be disqualified. Okay. So there were strict punishments against hurting people's pets. You can't just sneak into the cat lady's yard. But here comes the activist. If she chips all her cats, that is. You know what I mean? Could pad the stats if she's not chipping the cats. That's true. And then that's what she gets, right? After your sixth cat, you stop chipping. I bet. It's just unsustainable. And if you already have six cats, then you're well on your way to 33, and you have a problem. Six cats is already (laughs) hard to imagine. I can smell it from here. Oof. But yeah, so the SPCA stepped in and said, well, it's impossible to tell the difference between a feral and a domestic cat. And they were afraid that kids wouldn't be good shots and would just prolong the pain and distress and death of these kitties. So... Yeah. You know, the hunting competition people had to step up and apologize and say, well, you know, we're sorry. Y'all love cats too much. You've been infected with the cat-loving disease. Would you people and, stop reading our press releases? That's what they should have said. Yeah, seriously. They did put a mention in there, though, that they were disappointed they couldn't save the birds. Bird gang. Bird gang. Bird gang. Now, a funny story came out of Texas this week. Six-year-old cow laying on its side right along uh, Madison, Madison, Brazos, or Robertson County, somewhere in there. I don't know. Brazzers. Brazzers. Yeah, this uh, cow was laying on its side, and the owner went up to it to inspect what might have been happened. There's no blood anywhere, but the tongue was removed. Clean off. Just gone. And the hide... On one side of the mouth had been sliced open, but all the tissue and stuff was there. It's like they, whatever did this, just cut the hide open very cleanly. Again, no blood, no signs of struggle, no footprints, no tire tracks. What could have done that? What could have? Yeah. Weird thing is, 
No birds or predators came to scavenge on the remains. And five other cows were found in this exact state. Oh, my gosh. Within the counties. Excuse me? What? Yeah. Now, one of those cows had a clean, circular cut made to remove its anus and external genitalia. This whole thing is very, very spooky. Yeah. And it's not new. A cow in Georgia had its ass removed in that same way in 2016. And from April to October of 1975, there were 200 cases very similarly in Colorado. Whoa. So the FBI looked into it and decided to just close the case as a common predator. Fucking aliens, bro. But, yeah, exactly. How could it be so clean? Aliens UFOs, eating ass. Cryptids. Uh, Ghosts. I don't know. You're asking the wrong guy. But what about mass hysteria? Do the small ranchers feel punished by the government in some way that would have them herding their own cows to make a statement? What about ass hysteria? It's most certainly that. They pulled the whole ass out. <laughs> oh, uh, so, I don't know. I don't know. It's a mystery. De- most definitely. And it's a mystery that keeps coming up time and time again in American history. So, uh, yeah. Brad That would be exciting. Every once in a while, the aliens come down. They just take the tongues, sometimes grab the ass. <laughs> and the cock and balls. But, you know, the cow doesn't suffer. Like, the aliens do such a clean, neat job. It's yeah. a clean cut. No blood. The cow likes it. Yeah. The cow likes it. The cow asked for it, in fact. <laughs> the cow needed it. Moo. Time to move on to another story. Okay. Dog poop. It's being tossed over the balcony at an apartment complex in Maryland. It's not what you do. You don't throw your dog's shit over the balcony. No. Ever. But also, I must say, why is your dog defecating in your apartment? Shame on you. That's gross. It's just a shitty situation all around. It is. And there's businesses under the apartment complex. You know, it's like a high rise with a grocery store or something at the bottom. And then apartments with balconies at the top. Red box down there, real fancy. Yeah, so people are walking in and out, trying to conduct business, and there's poo-poo everywhere. (laughs) Not in the grass or bagged up in a trash can where it belongs. No, just laying there. And they said it's on the awnings, too. Oh. You know, people are just throwing it down. How dare you? On the awnings. No, these are bad dog owners. That's what it comes down to for me. If that dog's not pooping in the grass, that dog does not deserve to live. In that apartment with that owner, of course. Sure. You know, they need to uh, find someone more responsible. The dog's not being taught where to poop. Yes. Yeah. And then the resident management team is the one tasked with cleaning it all up. So it's like the poop just sits there until a week later when they get to it. Like, oh, it's poop Wednesday. Time to go clean it up. And then everything looks fine. But, you know, by Friday, it's a poopy mess again. Just gross. I wouldn't live in a place like that. <laughs> they ought to figure out who's doing it and evict them. Or, oh. you know, at least give them a warning. Like, hey, pick up your dog poop. Don't throw it at other people. We got a boost in that 
uh, jogged my sight for the boost we got before. Oh, boost after boost. 47 minutes back. Dom came through with 18 210 sets. Nom, hey. Which is an extended uh, 10x Missouri bo- Missouri Smash boost. Oh, thank you. He said, proud of my fellow Missourians. We're proud of you. Nom of the NA Millennial on uh, no, social. Actually, his handle is name redacted, so I should redact his name. Yes. He's not a spook, but uh, Millennial Media Offensive, MMO.show. Exactly. That's where that man's from. And Lavish. Coming in from behind the schemes again. One, 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 one. That's five Richards in one satchel. Hell yeah. He says, number one boost. <laughs> Very nice. Thank you, Lavish. Beautiful. Beautifully done. Thank you, sir. And I got one final story for the lanes tonight. Ooh. Coming out of Blackpool Zoo, which is in England. Just a little hop across the pond. They're looking for someone to hire to be a seagull deterrent. All right. Deter the seagulls. <laughs> what do you think that job entails? Uh, just running around chasing seagulls off when they come? See, now that's what I kind of thought. Being like... Bah, bah. Yes, making screeching sounds and running. Maybe flailing your arms, getting big. Yeah. Or like throwing food out of the zoo into like a seagull, a seagull seclusion area. I can imagine just somebody like wide-eyed running by when somebody's trying to throw food at the seagulls and just like grabbing it up off the ground and throwing it back at them. <laughs> if you hit a seagull, you get like 50 points and then maybe enough points add up to a bonus at the end of the year or something. Sure, naturally. Well, that's not what they had in mind. Uh, I like our ideas better. They are asking whoever they hire to wear a giant eagle costume. Oh. Because I guess seagulls hate eagles. Makes sense. Did you know that? They think they're stealing the name. Yeah. They did it better. Yeah. Okay, well, you get to dress up as an eagle and back in. Very legit. Very eagle. Yeah. Based in eagle-pilled. There's a feathery out there that would love to do the job. (laughs) Yeah, I think that you're right. I think that you're right. I take pleasure in their work. Well, we certainly take pleasure in our work here at Bull After Bull. And we appreciate hanging out for another Token Tuesday. Uh, Join us this Friday night as we revisit Effortless. And he brings along a new friend to the party, Mr. Man. They are going to be in the bowl around 9 p.m. FEMA Region 7 time. And, of course, back at it next Tuesday and every Tuesday here on the Bowl After Bowl stream and on a No Agenda stream. Now, then, and again and again, I will be Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And I'm still the delicious Dame DeLorean. Till Friday, bowlers. May your bowls burn ever brighter. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. I'll tell you, man, that's the best thing for my body. The further I got into it, the more I liked it. Oh, brother. I mean, come on. It's never going to be anything interesting. I'll tell you, man, that's the best thing for my body. 
I'm never, ever, ever gonna smoke weed again. Don't tell him we're high. Listen, we may be a little high. I mean, late. We're stoned. What does your lawyer say? He looks pretty smart. Your Honor, I would like to plead not guilty on the ground that Obama legalized weed. Lorian and Spencer. Walk on. Smoke on. Mwah. I'm hammered. In the bold. Bowlafterbowl.com. Bowlafterbowl.com.